Hey, Cooper, what was on tonight's show? Brought to you by Yamaha. Uh, we had BJ Smith come in and talk to us a little bit about the YZ lineups and the KTM lineups. Well, he compared them, but he yeah. he, he went to the KTM intro, and I, I didn't get to go, so I might have been a little sour. Yep. He was talking about how there is no kickers on some of the new bikes, and we had our annual rate a bike. Well, it's called Rooster Endo. It's a segment in the show that's actually very popular. Uh, brought to you by Taco Moto. There you so, go. Are you coming back? Coming back. Okay. He's going to third time's a charm. Uh, let's see how he does on this show. Are you sure about that? Pretty sure. Three, two, one. Awesome. That's how we get started on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. That was a really good catch that I just did. I almost spilled my uh, Miller High Life. That's a reward if I actually do a pretty good show. Interesting tonight. Interesting. Live from Pahrump. I've got Logan's replacement again. This is um, Cooper, Cletus, and your last name is? Luke. Luke. Yep. Which is a first name also. Yep. So uh, Cooper's uh, sitting in for Logan because Logan is actually sitting right over there, sitting in for Matt, who is training his replacement. And this is getting, I'm not really sure all this stuff is going on, but you push the two buttons. Yes. Show's working. Yes. This is better than Matt does <laughs> already. We haven't had a technical issue. Yeah. Yeah, we have. So we have had a technical issue. Yeah. Since I've been talking? No. No. So that's good. And Matt is sitting over there um, telling Logan what to do. And Cletus next to me is um, going to do some important stuff. Reading. Reading. He, he he understands the hard part of the job. He's, you, this is your second time. Yep. It's it's pretty good. So we got to go riding uh, last week. The Probably the last day it's going to be cool out here. Let's not talk about that ride. Why not? Something happened. Oh, well, you, you hit your head and you made yourself smarter, evidently. Yeah, I did. Did we talk about that in the last show, Logan? Uh, I don't know. You don't remember. Oh, maybe we did. Yeah. Yes. So... Are you sure you want to do a thousand kilobits? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we just tried. We just tried lowering it, and it was not looking good. Okay. Yeah. I. I think the internet's around here have been a little sketchy. Uh, not really sure why, Can't but confirm. I was I was on somebody else's podcast. I was on the the tour of Idaho. Martin Hackworth's. Um, he calls it PBR Monday. I was on that yesterday, and. Um, he said my internets were sketchy and I thought it was his internets are sketchy because he's in um, Pocatello and they, they can't be better than Pahrump. I mean, come on. It's a P town. <laughs> so, okay, everybody welcome up. Uh, yeah. Team hats tonight. Yeah. Cooper went over to the, the, the hat stash. Do we have any black ones left anymore? No, we are running out of dirt bike merch because um, we never had much. <laughs> so, that's good. Uh, we're going to talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. You know about this? Yes, I do. Okay. And to make sure you're talking to your mic because yep. like a large part of this is an audio format. And we, we, we're going we're gonna to get back to doing a segment that we started doing a long time ago. We're going we're gonna to talk about a product. We're going to talk about what we've tested or what we're testing. So that's good. I guess that's kind of important. Um. I might have to bring Logan on for that because Logan's been wearing these these for a little bit, so we yes. can we can do that. Uh, we have our world famous Rooster Endo segment. 
That's where you send us a picture of your bike. You tell us about the modifications and then we proceed to judge. We judge you, we judge your bike, we judge everything, uh, which is kind of rude, right? Normal. Yeah. Are you playing, are you gaming, Matt? No. You're not gaming. Not gaming. Because I noticed before the show, I mean, we had, there's always this like last minute, and you're responsible for this. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault. Yeah, you you brought up some gaming, and Matt's like, "Oh, yeah," and then they're they're talking about like how they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hook their Xboxes together, and they're gonna stream and their gold level diamonds and things. I you got all that? No, that's that's everything I got. That that's <laughs> all I heard was gaming, gold diamonds, and 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 what what's that thing? that you do um it's where you read the sponsors oh yeah that's i'm supposed to read the sponsors of the show <laughs> tech talk taco tuesday is proudly brought to you by logan did you practice this or should i just do it i think i got most of it most of it yeah, yeah you've got to talk into that mic too yeah got it um no it's brought to you by yamaha takamoto scott sports climb ddc trail tech and fast company with the flex handlebars and i'm really stoked on my flex handlebars because i've been riding a lot lately and my wrists feel really good i rode i rode up in the mountains oh i'm gonna talk i gotta i gotta bitch about something too so remind me when i'm when i'm when i'm starting to get happy bring me back down tell me hey weren't you gonna complain about something because i have to complain about something about about people who uh rape and pillage trails yes i'm going to talk about that later but i've been riding a lot and my fast company flex handlebars are the best thing i've ever done to my wrists put really good handlebars on your bike that do some of the work of the chassis and the forks and i have been running them basically since they've been invented and now they're better than ever i I got them tuned, you know, with the different elastomers, I can tune the kind of damping I want in and out. And a lot of times I hear people complaining about their forks on their motorcycle, you know, complain, you know, you know, somebody who complains a lot about forks. Yep. Who's that? Logan. Logan does. What? His, his dad does. I know that. Yeah. I actually, Logan doesn't complain much around me. He keeps it. He keeps it kind of, well, he doesn't ever say He's much. He's always mellow. Yeah. But um, you put the flex handlebars on and you, you, you can quit complaining about your forks like unless they're really bad because usually what everybody feels is kind of like the stiction or the stiffness it's not really how the forks are working it's what the forks are doing to your hands and wrists so think about that next time you're uh thinking about handlebar purchase and i've never ever bent a set i'm pretty sure in all the years i've been running i've never bent a set of them so they're really strong my sister hasn't she's ridden a dirt bike three times and bent two bars out of it flex handlebars nope the third time we put flex art flex bars on them and they didn't bend yeah so that's good um yamaha talk about a yamaha you pick oh we going with the four stroke or the two stroke you can go with either one all right we're going to go with the yamaha yz four stroke motorcycle for motocross riders driven Driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ lineup of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new and improve for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with powerful four-stroke engines, reducing unsprung weight and new suspension settings. 
for the look of a full factory ride, both the YZ450F and 250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics package. And you can take pre precision turnability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive and industries only free power tuner app. Visit yamahamotorsports.com today to find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone. That power tuner app's awesome. Is it pretty cool? It, you can turn your YZ450 into anything you want with that. Can you tune the carburetor with it? <coughs> well, if it had a carburetor, yes. Oh, it, fuel it's, injected. It's fuel injected. It is, it is like tuning your carburetor. It's like jetting without getting your fingers dirty. It's, it's really good. Um, Scott Sports. Logan wants to talk about tear-offs. He likes their laminated tear-offs. I'm going to make sure he has some for when he gets roosted this weekend, the works yep. race. Yes. Um, we'll make sure he's dialed in there. Remind me to get okay. you some of those, get you hooked up with those things. Uh, climb introduced some new gear, new colorways in their gear. And Dakar gear has new colorways. Mojave gear has some new colors. XC light, both men's and women's has new colors. So if you want to check out some new colors of climb stuff, actually they're the white XC light stuff. I've, I think I got a set of it. It just showed up and uh, I'll probably be wearing that pretty soon. Cause you need to be staying cool when you're riding and uh, yeah, all good. DDC sprockets as always, I think he's got some stuff back in stock. Look at that. Don't throw it at me. Whatever you do. It's a, <laughs> it's a weapon as well as a awesome drive chain. All those people make this thing happen. So thanks to them. Thanks to you for watching. If you're wondering how you can participate in the show, do you know how to participate in the show? Go to dirtbiketest.com. Oh, you can send them in photos. Right. That was a lot of information right there. <laughs> not not nearly what I was looking for, but we'll, we'll, we'll coach you up a little bit. You can watch this. Well, if you're watching it now live, you're on YouTube or Facebook, 7 o'clock every Tuesday night. That's so why we call it Tech Talk Tequila Tuesday. I thought it was taco. Well, we used to have tacos, but now I get tequilas um, more so. But so that that's that's why I'm so exclusionary to you poor kids that can't have this stuff. This is a today's today's tequila, by the way. Everybody's always wondering about this. It looks fancy. Huzar. Reserva Huzar. Who Huizar? 35% alcohol. Yeah, it's bad for you, the alcohol part, but the reposado part is really good. What, how, do you, how do you pronounce that? Huzar? Huzar. Yeah, so you can't get this in the States. This is something I imported, um, maybe illegally, but uh, a really good uh, a really good tequila. I actually did a taste testing when I was down there and bought everything I taste. <laughs> <laughs> so the taste testing worked. Uh, so back to where you can do the show. Um it's on our YouTube channel. It's on all the all the podcasting formats. So the big ones, the big, on the, only the big ones. We're not on Instagram. We were going to do that, but I got um, sidetracked by what was going on. That whole gaming discussion came in at the last minute. We could go on Instagram, but it doesn't really. Did it do anything for us that you know of? Could uh -huh. you could you see any sort of an Instagram bump? You open your phone. I not can really. set it up. Oh, in, you could set Instagram up. Yeah, I got you. You could you could post social media stuff for me. Oh, right here. Oh, we just put the Instagram right there. I like I like the sticker on the back the on the other side of the the, the Tacosaurus. 
Actually, we got to aim those. We got to give that guy an altitude right there. Uh, thank you to Focky Racing. They have some new limited edition T-shirts and stuff that they just put out. So if you're not a fan on Facebook, you should follow those guys. Uh, Jerry is uh, way back in business. So and if you need design work, that guy does some really solid design work. Um, so and all you have to do is run a sticker and you're a member of the team. And any of you guys have those stickers? So. I have one. Nope. Uh oh. I'll have to get you on the train. All good. Uh, you can also support us by going through our uh, Amazon and Rocky Mountain uh, MC ATV links. It's actually Rocky Mountain ATV MC links on dirtbiketest.com. And that is really, uh, really helps us out. It kind of keeps this thing going. It pays for Matt to torture logan and then we're going to try to get some additional help in here to actually get what you know what you know what gabe did know how to do he got that phone the line call. thing working the call thing yeah. and so we're going to start taking calls in the show we're going to get that sponsored um the hotline so if you uh want to sponsor our hotline if your company that's watching this you know run you know marketing tell your marketing guy hey you could be the whatever brand we'll just call it the cooper hotline there you go. And so let's just pretend that uh, that um, checking in with Cooper. Yeah, checking in with Cooper. But it's the Cooper hotline, and this is this is how it's going to work. So you you pretend like uh, you're a you're a caller, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll bring you into the show. So you're on hold right now, right? All right. It's like a it's like a, hey Cooper, we're bringing you on the Cooper hotline. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Uh, it's awesome here on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. I know you got a question about your motorcycle and stuff, but uh, are you using Cooper products? 100%. Got to run it. Yeah. Well, you probably can't help yourself. They're so good, right? So awesome. So that's how we would we would do it. If it was your product, we'll, we'll bring it in. And it, let's just say that um, you didn't use Cooper products, you know, so so it's like, so Cooper, uh, you, you're using Cooper products? You just hang up then? No, I wouldn't hang up on you, but you're going to say, no, I no, no, not using them. you don't even know what they are. Do you? Nope. It's it. They're spelled exactly like your name. Okay. And they're really good. The Cooper products can take you from the novice level you're at where you ride through bushes, hit rocks and sand washes and have your bike come and hit you to your head. This is getting personal to a smarter person. The Cooper products can help you. And then you're actually a Cooper. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So we can work your company's shtick right into our program. And you're going to get something every call. It'll it'll go like that. Something somehow. I'll I'll improv it to death. <laughs> You'll probably get sick of it. So um, expect a call line, a hotline. You know, you can call the the Tech Talk Taco Tuesday when you're having an emergency because some people are actually listening to this while they're working on their bikes. And there's a way we can set it up, especially if we get a good sponsor that can afford it. We can set it up where it takes messages for you. And people, when they call, so they're working on their bike, they're listening to this podcast, they get sick. Jimmy, shut up. It's like, oh, wait, I got this like nut on this bike that I can't get off. What do I do? And they could call the hotline and like ask the question Then we could, you know, we could play it back. Lots of things you can do with this show. So should we get to the, should we get to the, uh, oh, Cooper, it sounds like the Bill O'Neill needs the Cooper product. He needs See, it. it's already working. It doesn't even exist and we're selling it. So, I wonder if he hits bushes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later, maybe. Uh, okay. Do we have um, 
uh, any questions? We have we have questions printed up, right? I stole the questions, right? Yep, you got the questions. Well, there's this whole flex handlebars thing that I'm supposed to read, but I already did it. Hey, flex handle flex fast company also makes spoke torque wrenches, impact pegs, brake clevis. I need to get one of those brake spring kits. I need one of those too, and clicker adjusters. I have some of those. So uh, let's get right into our question. So uh, back to the original question: How can you participate in the show? You can send us an email. It's real easy. It's my name at dirtbiketest.com. You can send it there. Um, that will get your question in line. You can comment on this show, on the video, when it's up on YouTube after we we post it. It's in the live section. You can actually write a comment in there. And uh, we usually fish through those and talk about them on the next show. You can tell us whether we did a good job or a bad job, how much you like Cooper as a co-host. How much you want to get Logan back? You know, all those things. Um, if you're good with the gaming, you could learn how to push those two buttons too over there too, you know? Yeah, it seems real interesting. Yeah. So, uh, and if you're in the live chat, we try to go um, to the live chats and answer your questions, help you guys out. Um, hopefully, you learn something from this show. It's hard sometimes, but maybe that can be done. So right on to the questions. Right on the question. And that's your that's your cue because I'm really wanting to taste this. All right. Well, while you drink that, we got a, a question slash joke for you. It says, I got a wooden motorcycle, has a wooden frame, wooden handlebars, wooden wheels, and a wooden seat. Guess what? Well, since I am, um, I hate to say it, since I sent that joke to Matt because it came at the bottom of a marketing email. They were actually writing it to Logan. They were going to tell Logan it was that they that they liked our post on the the YZ125 and they wanted to know if we wanted to sell oars for boats. Which are wooden things too. So Bob, do you know the uh, answer to that riddle? A woody. A woody. No. No, Matt, uh, Matt knows cuz he read it. Did you read it, Logan? You know what? You know what happens if you have all that. What were those again? Wooden. Wood. A super expensive golf club. A wooden motorcycle. It has wooden frame, wooden handlebars, wooden wheels, and a wooden seat. Guess what? It wouldn't start. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The bangers here tonight on Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I thought. I actually almost included the rest of their email, like, you know, to, because they were, you know, they're crafty enough to send that. It, it, it had to do with motorcycles, but it was, I almost 99% sure it was sent by a bot. It was a full on, you know, bot. That's how crafty they're getting with those things. So good job on that. What does uh, Jeff Williams want to know? Jeff Williams says, I've enjoyed your work from the days of Dirt Rider. I recall maybe falsely you liking the old Italian Huskies, especially the older pre-2010 bikes. I'm thinking of adding a third bike to the garage and the low cost SWM 300 might fit the bill. Did some research and found positive reviews from the UK, Australia, and the US. I have a KTM and a Husky race bike, but wanting a buddy bike slash trail bike to trans transition to as, it approach, as I approach 60. Wondering if you guys have ever tried one. Seems the low cost bikes, IEM, SWM, GPX, Moto, SSR, and AJP have some fans and might be getting some traction in the market. Maybe a test of those bikes so we could get some with a, your credibility to render a verdict. In the area of $11,000 bikes, they will fill a, 
fill the gap between abandoned by the KDX and XR in my mind. A gap the Australians and Italians never filled until the SWM. We need those bikes to keep the sport alive. Any opinion? So, wow, that's a Jeff, that's a good question. Long question. Um, I like that you you liked uh, my urine opinion. Urine. Where's that? At? Urine. Oh, no, urine credibility. You, you gave me urine credibility. It means you're pissing all over my ideas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say that. I was try. I always all of a sudden I started paying attention, which is kind of strange. And and I heard that's the word I heard. <laughs> but so I actually I I have ridden. So I did like the old Huskies, the two that it was the 2000 and geez, when was is because it was at, at Cycle World magazine. I picked the Husky as the enduro bike of the year one year. It was the 450 four stroke. And we did it. We did a comparison with a lot of these different bikes. And honestly, it was the best all-around bike. The KTM was a little too sharp at certain things. And the Husky just had a, it, it, it was, I don't think it ever, if I remember correctly, you could read the comparison whatever year that was, and you would see exactly why I thought. But I remember it didn't do anything great. It did everything well. And, and every other bike had like something that really bothered all of our test riders. And I don't remember specifically what it was, but it was, it was a good bike. It was the Italian made uh, Husky. And which are which were kind of referred to as the as the redheads. They they were they were there was different ones. And it was a 450 was the one that we really liked. And that motor, believe it or not, which bike is it that's running in Dakar? That's really fat, the hero. So I I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure in this, but I hear that 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 engine is the base engine for that hero, and they get a lot of horsepower out of it. And it's just, it's a, it's a double overhead cam finger follower for fit really, it's a kind of motor. It's actually architecture wise. It's a lot like the HRC factory motor. That's in the 450 rally to, to be interesting. But so th those were good bikes, heavy. It was a little bit heavy. I remember. And then, and then at dirt rider, you know, we, when I was at dirt rider, we gave everything a fair shake. It didn't matter which color or brand or what country it came from. And uh, and just remember that I was not there when they picked the Cannondale's the bike of the year. <laughs> so, but I did pick the 2010 YZ 450, which we're still trying to locate one of those. We did pick the 2010 YZ 450 as motocross bike of the year when everybody else said it was crap. And uh, so, you know, we had open mind. So back to the, the, the question. Um, yeah, so the the SM, SMW is that older Husky. They got that stuff. Now it's being produced someplace else. You know, basically BMW bought Husky and started producing. They tried to produce them, continue to produce them in Italy. There was some issues with that. And they basically sold the brand to KTM. I think they gave the brand to KTM. And now we have the the situation where we have now, and so I think the 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 Italians sold off all, or maybe KTM. I don't even know how they got SMW got that stuff, but they're producing those bikes. And then there's some other ones. They're they're essentially I want I don't want to call them knockoffs because they're just reproductions of the original thing. They're built in a different. They probably got all the tooling and the machinery, took it offshore someplace different, Asia likely, and started producing it. And now they're they're in a different cost bracket, 
and I should call Pete Vitrano because I think Pete Vitrano is importing the SMWs and and see what's really up with that. Uh, I've ridden the AJP. I've ridden the AJP, the one that looks like a big rally bike, and it's a very heavy motorcycle. Um, has an okay motor in it, but uh, and I've ridden some smaller AJPs that were interesting because they, I think they're Portugal. They're made in Portugal, I believe or at least some of them parts of them are and they have their own unique frames. And it's almost like they took a BBR and they didn't really knock off a BBR. They designed their own frame, but they put an aluminum. I think it's an aluminum frame around like air cooled motor. So they, they put a, they put good suspension and good chassis or at least long travel suspension and a decent type of a chassis around a, 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 a kind of an indestructible type motor. And then they have some ones that were water cooled and, you know, got, you know, went along, but there's a, there, there is a, there's a, there's a need for this kind of a bike, but there is also the, the issues with dealer networks. And, you know, now with, you know, being able to ship stuff so easily, it's not that hard to get parts if you have one, but you, you need to be able to get the bike. And then if you want to get it worked on by someone that knows how to work on it, cause you roll in with like an, you roll an SMW or an AJP into you know, your motorcycle guy. And he's like, what's this? <laughs> so especially the mechan mechanics today who just graduated MMI and they saw some Hondas and some Yamahas, maybe a KTM. And it's just like, I work with tools and I work on these and like, you know, then it can be difficult. They, they, the mechanics don't problem solve too much anymore. They usually look at, you know, go to Google, figure stuff out. So, uh, yeah, my opinion is we need stuff like that. I, I think that we're going to see a little bit more of brands like this pop up with the electrical, the electric bikes uh, as well. You're going to see brands you haven't heard of or, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but I think they're good. So what's our next? Uh, Bill Hall says, what bag system do you use on your tour of Idaho? Uh, so in the tour of Idaho, I used, uh, it's always really hard for me to remember because I know exactly which the ones they were. But when I, when I went and did the tour of Idaho, I basically, I had no idea that we were going to have 154,000 views on a video uh, that we did that, that shows all this stuff. And when I, talked to the company of the bags that I used and I said, Hey, well, I want to put a video together, kind of like how I built the bike and all this stuff. And we were trying to get a little sponsorship for that. There was, there was no interest full crickets. And there was this, and there was a couple other companies that kind of did pulled the same sort of thing. And, and I'm like, okay, then I'm not going to, I wasn't going to make the video. And the, the answer that came back was this, and this came from a couple of things. If you would have told us before you did the ride and used our products successfully and did a video that's going to promote our products, maybe we could have put some budget out for it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I get it. I understand. I mean, like I, I knew the stuff would work. And then, so then I had another idea a couple of years later, I had another idea where I wanted to get a film, a filmer and, and have some budget to actually go and do something right. Not just going, you know, kind of off the hook, do, do, do something. So I, so I went and reached out to 
some of the same companies that told me exactly what I just said. If you tell me before what you're going to do, then maybe we can put some budget for it. So I said, hey, I'm planning on doing this. What do you You know the answer I got back from the same companies? You'll never guess. Why don't you go ahead and do it and see how it turns out? And then maybe we can get you some budget for that. Same company, the same person. And it's like, I would rather have somebody tell me no. Just say no. And then I will go use somebody else's stuff or I will continue to use your stuff because it performs quite well for my needs and I have no problem paying for it and buying it and using it um, that way. So I can't remember the damn bags that I used and, I, and I'm doing a disservice to you, um, Bill Hall, but email me and I will tell you exactly which ones I used. Uh, so, cause I, cause I, I will do that, but I'm not going to promote, I'm not going to promote um, a company that I, that, that doesn't support the stuff that I'm doing. Cause this is, Cause I could have just told them not only in that video and not only to this audience, not only to other stuff for a very small investment for the value of that. I mean, you will actually turn products if I, cause people are, the reason he's asking is he wants to know what I use. Yep. And, and the other thing in bill is there are some other options now that I do use that I will also tell you about. So, but I haven't asked those companies to, to do it. So it's kind of every once in a while, you just got to, you know where you stand. <laughs> so when I get, when I get talked to two sides, I mean, just be honest with me, just be, if you don't want to support what I'm doing, just, and, and we ask, then say no. And I, and I really only reach out to companies. I wouldn't have asked if I didn't think their stuff was good. And I didn't really want to tell everybody about it. So, and, and, and then if something's really bad, I don't go running to this show to tell you how something's crappy. Cause I've tested some pretty crappy stuff. And I don't go running. To just, I got to tell everybody that this thing. No, it's like, no, no problem. Keep it quiet. So, okay. Uh, hey, we got, we got a question up there on the, uh, on the thing. Tom Gray. Says, G-Day guys. Thanks for the exhaust. That's good day. That's like uh, Australian for. Oh, okay. Good day. Good day, guys. Thanks for the exhaust help on the KX250F the other week. Replaced the gaskets and checked for air leaks. Seems to be working better now. Just wondering what your starting procedure is for a warmed up carby four stroke bike that is after a wash. Mine crash, a, crash, crash, Thank crash. You. Mine is a pain unless I hold the throttle wide open and pull in the hot start. Hey, is that what, is that what you call crashes, washes? Yeah, it's just a gravity check. That's how you get away with it. You don't, you're just like, you're just not admitting to crashing. You're calling it now a wash. There's no such thing as crashes. Okay, so keep going. Cooper, speak into the mic. Be closer. Sorry. Yep, so he is asking, after a crash, what is the best way to start up a four-stroke carby bike? So my pain, mine is a pain unless I hold the throttle wide open, pull on the hot start, and it won't start with just the hot start. So thanks. So after a crash, so you got to imagine on a carbureted bike, when you, when you tip over in a crash, you know how gas leaks out of the overflow tubes and stuff on the motorcycle? Inside of the carburetor, gas is also leaking out of the jets. And, it, and, and if you've ever seen a bike run, especially idle, you can barely see the mist of gas coming out of like the pilot jet and out of coming out of the, out of the main jet. I mean, it doesn't really, you don't really see too much visible gas um, until if it has a pump squirt until you pump squirt or until it's really running sort of, we'll call it like at higher RPMs. So when the thing spills over and that just that little bit of gas gets in there, it's created a very, very rich condition inside of the intake track. 
Okay. And when you pick it up, it spills and it's kind of, it's kind of pooling up and hanging out there. So you, you have a rich and environment, a rich environment. So there's a couple things you can do. Uh, the hot start, what the hot start does is it basically opens up an extra, uh, it's, it's like opening the choke, but for air. So the choke opens up a circuit that sucks more gas in to enrich in the mixture where the hot start opens up an extra air circuit. And so no matter what, it's going to be rich. So the thing to do no matter what is, and it depends, and the KX250F has a pumper carb on it. So you have to be careful about this because when you do turn the throttle, it squirts a bunch of gas in there. So if, if you tip it over and you kick it and it doesn't start, it doesn't want to start, that's because it's rich. Take the throttle, turn it one time, hold it wide open. You don't, at this point, you don't need to touch the hot start button because you've already accomplished what you're trying to do by holding that throttle wide open. Just hold it wide open because every time you turn, you're going to squirt more gas in there. That's a problem. Then kick it through three or four times slow, like while it's wide open. And that'll help kind of clean out the intake track a little bit. And Actually, I would say even more. Maybe it, it depends on the bike, but you want to kick it through to kind of what we'll call clean it out. That's going to be sucking the you know clean air through there, getting that gas into the into the you know sucking it in the intake track, getting it into the combustion chamber, burning it. Then you can let go of the throttle and then try to start it like normal because hopefully it's cleaned out. But if that doesn't work, then just kick it while it's wide open. And, 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 but just be careful because sometimes they backfire when you do that yep. and it backfires and kicks back pretty hard. So that's why I say kick it through kind of like slow or medium. You're not really trying to start the bike. You're just trying to what we call clean it out. So hopefully that works out, Tom. Uh, let me know if that works. And uh, if not, we'll tune it up a little bit and, uh, and try to go there. But imagine, you know, your hot start, all that's doing is, and it, it depends on whether it's a hot start as a plunger valve or sometimes the hot start button is actually just lifting the slide up only a little bit. But you can and you can accomplish that by holding it wide open, but don't do it more than once because that squirt of fuel is enhancing the problem at that time. So, okay. Uh, we got another question on the screen. It says, my daughter is 5'4 and 120 pounds. She's a mid-sea racer in the Midwest woods. She'd really like electric start. Would a 250F be heavy for her or stay 125? What does Logan think? I think any four-stroke would be pretty heavy in the woods for her. So I would say go two-stroke. Either that's that's a that's X trainer or 125 or yeah the the so. Five four and one hundred and twenty. You know, at that point, you're dealing with, you're just dealing with kind of. You're at five four. You're right at the point where the seat heights, you know, kind of, kind of a, are a little bit of an issue. I think. You yeah. know, and and but you don't ride with your feet on the ground, so don't worry about it. But like for sure, talking about that weight, um, hey, that new the new KTM uh, bikes are all electric start, so it depends on you know how much money you have. <laughs> <laughs> sitting around in the bank accounts uh what was it was that ktm 125 xc ktm 125 xc has e-start yeah e-start uh the you know the same thing with the 150s uh some of those all have all have e-starts but um i'm trying to think because really if you're if you're if you're racing the the x trainer is a little bit 
it's the suspension isn't that good for racing. No. And, and at it, five, four, you're just on the side where you're a little bit too big for like a big wheel, you know, a big wheel 80. Uh, but, um, why is he 125? You can always just kickstart that thing. And they kickstart like with nothing. Experience pure performance and exhilarating power. The full line of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes, including the YZ125. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. Actually, you'd be looking at the YZ125X for that particular application. And that bike is the same as the uh, 2021, but still a good bike. I really like that. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider ergonomics, new front fender, front rear, <laughs> front and rear brakes. I don't know where I got fender from. I'm trying to read sideways out of the corner Updated of my eyes. Suspension settings and aggressive styling. For a true, truly race-inspired look, check out the YZ250, YZ125 Monster Energy, Yamaha Racing Editions. And for the next generation of riders, the YZ65, the YZ85, and the YZ85LW, Deliver big bike specs in a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com and find your y Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone today. Yeah, and uh, MN a Family Off-Road Adventures. Um, Logan thinks he wants to get your daughter's uh, phone number. Is or what? Well, you guys don't do phone anymore. What TikTok account? Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next question on the on the line there. Bill Hall's got a oh, couple more. Okay. He says, uh, secondly, did you ever have your bike respun for that ride of the Tour of Idaho? Resprung. Um, all of my bikes typically are like one um, spring rate up from standard for the most part. Um, and I don't remember at that time what that bike was exactly, but I, I kind of hover between like a, like one, you know, one spring rate up. Um, sometimes, sometimes only in the rear. You know, when I when I have this a lot of stuff on the back, but I have a lot of different bikes, and they're all kind of they're all kind of uh, they're all all set up a little bit different. But uh, yeah, so it was resprung. All right, got another question. Were these all sent in separately? No, he's uh, just like all in one all yeah. in one question. Yeah. Third, did you have a left hand rear brake setup for that tour? Absolutely not. I can't. Um, I have one on a couple. I actually have it on a couple of bikes and I just, I, I can't use it. It's just so weird for me to go quote, quote mountain bike style. Out of natural. The, the only time I actually ever use it is I have one on a Husaberg that's, that's, that's the, it's the second lever. It's like the mountain bike style one. It's like the older one. And every once in a while, when I jump off the bike on an uphill or something goes wrong on an uphill where the recluse clutch is the bike's not going to stop. In other words, yeah. I'll reach and grab it. That's really the only time I will use it other than when I'm noticeably playing with it or practicing to see if I can teach myself to use it, which I haven't been very good at. Yeah. Um, in, in that the, moment, you remember to grab it. Oh yeah. That's, I, I that's actually, good. we were doing a hill climb the other day when we were riding this weekend, there was a really, it, it, a hill, a trail that got torn up. I'm going to talk about this trail that got torn up and, and I kind of, I kind of had to, had to spin a little bit and I just was spinning too much and I just went to stop, but it was really steep. And then I was like, uh Oh, and I even had to come back on the throttle to keep the bike, to yeah. keep the bike running. And, uh, and it was a 200 in it and, and it stalled. 
it, it came I got it for a second and then I backed off again and then it stalled and it was just then it was like free will and I had to throw the bike down into the side of the hill yeah to make the to make the bars stop the bike from where I was I was going off a cliff so my buddy just sent me um six pictures oh it's actually he sent me pictures of when we were riding uh up in the mountains i'm like oh sucker you're out riding right now you're so lucky <laughs> <laughs> but it was when we were riding last week uh um you hoteled it even the night of the tour i uh, see um no i rooftop tented it the night before i started the first night the second night we stayed in a hotel third night i slept in the rain which was stupid because i tried to do two i tried to do a day and a half i tried to make three days into two days so that night i slept in the rain then i stayed in a lodge yeah so i stayed in a lodge and i stayed in a hotel and so i only slept out one one night on on, on in my tent and hammock i there, there could have been there could have been two nights uh that i could have done it if i wanted to but i just i was like yeah what the heck hotel nice his last question was how did you secure the bike at night it was right next to me oh when i was at the night in hotels yeah i'm gonna guess so oh it was idaho i just left it outside yeah it's it's good it's, people in Idaho. yeah it's generally generally you know good people at the, at the at the lodges and stuff we and i think like one time i know we parked them like right on the deck of the of the one of the lodges and Oh wait, no. I spent I spent two nights in a hotel. I forgot about or not another night in a hammock um, between two trees. Uh, I could have stayed in I could have stayed in a lodge there too, but I just camped out because it was so nice. So yeah, um, mixed it uh, mixed it up. So yeah, the one night was in the rain. <laughs> that was not nice. Connor Steele is asking why is a KTM four fifty XCF the only XC metal that doesn't get. The six-speed transmission. So, um, I think that they that they they just want to keep the XC and the you know it's just it's the SX. They want to just keep the motor the same. It's just less. Thing. I don't think they sell a ton of those bikes, and it goes pretty damn fast in fifth gear for guys that aren't doing like you know high-speed desert racing. And most guys are like riding Grand Prix on them, and in Grand Prix, a motocross gearbox is fine. So I think it's just a cost, a cost thing. Um, they can, you know, and most guys can gear them to get what they want out of it. So I just, I think it just comes down to a cost, and then they're, then they're, you know, it's lighter weight, and which looks better on the sales sheet and all the stuff like that. I, I think for most, for most riders, a six speed isn't really that necessary. Um, for someone like me, yeah, it's a big difference. I, I would. I that that's one of the things that that would keep me away from keep me looking at a different bike uh, because of that. Well, Yamaha Yamaha makes a really good FX. <laughs> Yamaha is a sponsor of the show, but I would say that anyways. Um, on YouTube, Two Wheels is asking twenty twenty KTM three hundred XC. Any skid plate recommendations? Um. I, I, there, there's a lot of them out there. Um, I have had really good luck with TM design works skid plates. Um, I know when we're doing our, our rooster endo, a lot of these guys are using the molecule, um, skid plates, uh, go to taco moto.co. 
to see all the skid plates that you should be using for your 2020 KTM 300 XC. So that would be, uh, that's the best place to look. And then if you have questions, those guys will definitely know as well. So great place to uh, get information. I've, like I said, I've used the TM Design Works actually also at Churby's. Um, it kind of depends on how, how robust you need your skid plate to do. Like what are you gonna do? Like the Churby's ones, I have a Churby's on a lot of mine, a lot of my bikes and I'm happy with them, but I'm not super smashing them. If I'm if I feel like I'm going to do damage to the bike, uh, I might look for one that's a little bit a little bit thicker. So, yeah. Jessica Daniel on the 250 XC shootout video, uh, 64 Power Max, the TTR 125 or CRF 150, uh, 125 is the best bike for a girl. Just a statement, Logan. Why didn't you tell NM Family Off Road Adventures that? Which bike? It says the TTR-125 or the CRF-125. Small. Well, I'll tell you what. When when I'm on a TTR-125, I can crush you on that CRF-125, right? Yeah, so that's that's the important thing there. I like to, don't like to bring up my racing accolades, but that flat track that day, I did damage. The main mechanic <laughs> did not like that. The mechanic didn't like it? The sick mechanic. The sick mechanic, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to put, I wanted to, I wanted to put some uh, some marks on your swing arm. And it was, I, I learned that it was with you, it was a lot better to go to the outside to try to put marks on the outside of the swing arm than it was the inside. Because when I came to the inside, you turned down on me and you almost, you almost caused some, I, some I, high sidesmanship. I thought we we're both going down. We need to get the flat track going again. Yeah, we do. Yeah, more flat track. Logan, that means water. Mm -hmm. Yep. So actually we're in a drought, right? We're not allowed to water. Is that your excuse? <laughs> we're just putting it back in the ground. So it's all good. Dust mitigation. Yep. Yep. Um, on the KTM 390 long-term videos, uh, there's a question. Are KTMs reliable enough to keep for four to five years without much issues? Are what, How many? If, four to five years. Yeah, <laughs> um, especially I think especially that bike because it's really kind of under stress. You know, it's it's a it's an overbuilt motor. I mean, they they they're they're they. You look at the size of the motor and what's in it, and and I and I've I've opened it up and looked at it. Stuff's so built pretty pretty bulletproof in there, and and I know that the I know the durability testing they were doing on those things here because. I know the guys that were riding them and they were, you know, they did a hundred thousand kilometers in those things and, and, uh, rode the, the wheels off of them. And then, then we were done with them. They went trail riding on them and just beat them up even more. The, the test mule bikes. So I don't see any problem with that. And I have in five years, what year is my, what year is my nine fifty adventure? 2001 or two. It's the very first one that came over here. So I have that and my, my, 1090 and my 1190 i have two 1190s those things are well over five years old they're all running strong they're good i'm i i don't have any problem recommending um any problem recommending the uh, ktms on on durability and longevity i think they're they do pretty good so nm family off-road adventure says we have a ttr 125 and my daughter disagrees that it's the best bike it's too slow what She's not holding it wide open like I do. Yep. I make that thing sing. Actually, mine's got a mine's got a little kid on it. 
It's got a little, sure. some BBR stuff. The Brown brothers know how to make a little cylinder just a little bit bigger and full cheater. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if she, so that's if that's what she's riding a TTR 125, that would be like the the you know for for like a novice rider just putting around but if you if you're if you're over that bike and it's too slow which is what happens uh yeah it's definitely time for i i would say 125 two stroke i'm the more i think about it that's a yeah. that's a good thing and yeah I mean, uh, and once you go to electric start it's funny we're gonna post up a story from brett smith who actually says uh he might want to come on the show he rode some of the new ktms oh, yeah. um i could i could dial him in on the on the old two-way here because uh, the other the other um, co-host or the other uh, guest that we had uh, he said uh, he said had a, he had a family convergence convergence of chaos <laughs> so he couldn't couldn't come on uh, but I'll maybe I'll give BJ a, a little ring here in a few minutes um, and we can talk about because he's ridden the new KTM 125 and I think he liked it a lot so that might be a good bike and one of the things he 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 does i don't want to say he complained about but he said he missed the kickstarter and i'm going to argue with him i'm going to argue with him on this point if if we get him on so oh, yeah. i want to hear this then why that i can't i can't tell a guy that he doesn't need a kickstarter or or how i'm gonna and i'm gonna because i'm because yamaha's our sponsor and a yz125 at kickstart that i'm gonna complain about it Cause he actually, he actually had some lines in there and I took him out of the story. He kind of, he's compared the Yamaha and the KTM yeah. and I took him out of the story because if you want to see what he thinks, I want you to go to his website. Cause he does, we went fast, mm -hmm. which they make cool t-shirts and hats and coffee mugs and all the kinds of stuff for father's day. So if you need to get something for your dad yeah. and it's hard to shop for, we went fast. We'll have it. Even that book. Remember that book that you used to read all the time here or you look at the pictures, Logan. I read the, the pictures. Read the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> he has so, podcasts too. Yeah. He, yeah. He has. Oh, he reads. Cool. He basically reads some of the long form stories that he writes. So I will. Uh, I'll see if I can ring him in here. I got. I got to. I got to play with some wires. Are we are we all done with all of the? Uh, we got one more question okay. on the sheet. Uh, it's from the Yamaha T7 test. He said, "Great video. I would like to know how tall you two are because I'm five nine, and I'm not sure if I can ride well." He doesn't know if he can ride well because he's small. Five nine. That's I'm, an average height. I'm. I might be five ten. I may be five ten. So what's his name? Uh, Alvaro. Alvaro. Paul. Paulo. Paulo. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm five ten, and my wife is five six, and she really likes that bike, uh, quite a bit, in fact. So. And my KTM, I have tall seats on them, and so so she was really liking it when she got to ride the uh, ride the Tenere because I, you know, I run a tall seat concept seat on my on my 1090 because it's just the seating position is so much more comfortable, and then I'm not touching the ground that much. I don't need to touch the ground, so I don't mind getting off the side of the seat and putting a foot down uh, when I do that. But uh, yeah, you won't you you don't have a problem. Um, I if you know I know how you can fix that riding problem, Matt. You can come to Jimmy Lewis Off-Road Core 1 Riding Schools. We need to rename all of our classes to Core 1, not Series 1. Yeah. Because, like, Series is, sounds like there's more in the Series. Mm -hmm. And we don't have a Series. We just have the Core 1 thing. But you can go to www.jimmylewisoffroad.com. They're bringing you me tonight on the show. Yeah, me. I'm sponsored by my own uh, riding school. We're... Uh, 
Yeah, or and pretty soon we're going to have a online course. So if you're in a foreign country, you can take the online course and it'll be just like you're here in beautiful Pahrump, Nevada, where we can't do schools until October. But if you want to know more about that, sign up for a newsletter. Uh, it's really easy to do on our, what do we call it, website? Yeah, on the website. Yep. And uh, then you'll know what we're doing. We got a question from John Jackson. Any acknowledgement about the Honda bringing some midsize ADV bikes to the market? Rebirth of the Translap and NX. The Translap. Oops. Um, trans out. <laughs> trans out and NX. Um, you know, I've heard some rumblings about it. Uh, I haven't really dug into it too much. Um, I, I would suspect that they would be wanting to have a bike in that class they have the so they have something right now they have some sort of a kind of a more of a road touring bike that i know a lot of guys converted over it's a twin cylinder bike they've converted it over uh to make it kind of adventure there was a whole kit you could buy a friend of mine had one and it was spending a lot of money on something that wasn't the right thing but man if honda did that bike right they could do they have the platform to build it uh, so it wouldn't be that that much of a leap for them to to do that, but I haven't really paid much attention to it. Uh, actually, there's a reason why I could have or I should have paid attention to it, but I just didn't ask the question. <laughs> I knew some people that are going out to do some testing, and I didn't ask why. Uh, but you never know. Um, we got another question from Roger Edgington. Yeah, I recently bought a low mileage 2014 KTM 500 DXC. And I'm curious if there is a way I can find out if it has the stock fuel mapping. I feel it's running hot, which leads me to think it's it's leaned it out. And where can I send it out for remapping? So I don't know how you would know if the ECU had been reflashed in 2014. You can you, you well, there was a time when you could reflash those and they had to they had to change some of the software and stuff so i don't know whether it's possible um i know a dealer can't do it for absolutely sure a dealer can't do it uh there are some people that have um the tools to be able to reflash a stock ecu if it's running uh, yeah i mean i it'd be really interesting to see what your setting is if it's just stock stock especially if it has that little thing in the muffler it will run hot um, if you just take that out of the muffler, it should be fine. And the reflashing that most people did was to what they called the Euro map, which actually, believe it or not, made it leaner. And then you had to reclock the you had to reclock the throttle position sensor to get it to run right. That's why I've never ridden one with the quote Euro map because Euro bike had a different pipe and it was different to pass different sound tests, and it was equally as jacked up as the map that we had although the map that we had wasn't really that jacked up i didn't find it that bad i have i had them and i rode them stock and they were okay what i would do if you're worried about fuel can fuel and that stuff is just get a piggyback tuner like a dobeck or a jd tuner uh drop that on the back and uh, i know you can get those from guess where you can get those it's a sponsor yamaha no Takamoto. Takamoto. Takamoto.co. That's yeah. close. Not even. Not even <laughs> close. I, I don't know how you hitting your head made you any smarter. 
it did it didn't it didn't really i'm not noticing it's not it's not rubbing off but uh, the other thing uh, the other person that's really good at doing that is chris blaze especially those years i think if you he you, you could send him your ecu and he could probably uh, uh do something with it reflash it so he he has the ability i'm pretty sure to um sour patch kyle says we should take callers you know what? Oh. I should call. I'll call Brett. Should we do ads before? We can do that too. But Dylan has a question. Okay. Dylan said is asking, can you talk about handling characteristic characteristics? Char- characteristics. Uh, that's a lot of words. No, it's just one word. It's characteristics. I knew that when raising or lowering fork tubes in the triple tree. Sure, Dylan. Um, so. <laughs> the characteristics that you would be feeling um so most of the time and 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 this says let's just say that if your bike is working perfect and you were to raise the forks up in the clamps in other words make the clamps go down lower on the forks that will yield a bike that turns a little bit sharper and puts a little bit more weight on the front end uh it can it can Usually, typically, it makes the front end feel heavier. And depending on on the bike, sometimes it makes it kind of like knife in a little bit too much. It makes the steering a little bit too responsive. So we call it like, I guess, in the car world, it's called oversteer. And so that's what happens when you're going to kind of lower down that that front end. It makes the bike a little bit less stable um, and and. So and it's that's if that's the only thing you're doing. If you if you take the take the forks and slide them down in the clamps, and so you're so you're raising you know you're raising the clamp up in the fork, you're raising the front end of the bike. That typically will make the bike feel a little bit more stable. It will it will make the steering less sensitive. Um, it you know takes some weight off the front wheel. Those are the those are the kind of characteristics that you're going to get from from moving the fork. And it's a very it's a very powerful. Um, tool because it does it slightly changes the the trail of the motorcycle just based on the angle on the axle and it and it it can complement kind of what you're doing with the with the um with the ride height in the rear you know with the essentially the sag so um that's the that's the typical characteristics most i would say most riders can feel like a like a three to five millimeter. I mean, if you drop them five millimeters or raise them five millimeters, a rider will feel that. Yeah. And, and if you, if you really want to, you know, I always say, go, go try it, you know, actually, you know, do it, do a change of, of five millimeters and really see if you notice it and you probably will, then, then you'll know, Hey, I, I liked that more or that was a bad direction. And then you can go two millimeters or, or no millimeters or whatever it is. So, um, that's, uh, that's what happens. You see the question from Dirtbike Dreaming? No, I see the Barney Gumble. Jimmy, Jimmy and others. others. Come to Vancouver Island. We'll rip up some gnarly hard enduro. Yeah. That sounds like fun. I've ridden mountain bikes and electric mountain bikes up there. There's some there's some stuff. Um Dirtbike Dreaming is asking Jimmy, do you use any type of tank grip tape to assist you in holding your bike with your knees? No, because I don't hold my bike with my knees. I think you should go to the Jimmy Lewis Off Road Riding School. Really? And yep. 
Um, so you, the dirt bike dreaming, you should, well, I can see having grip tape in certain areas on the bike for holding onto the bike in certain ways and different things. And so what you probably should do is try to figure out what, how, how you're trying to hang on, why you're trying to hang on. And what we see a lot is people feel like they need to grip the motorcycle with the knees, which basically means that they're a out of balance and B they're not anticipating what they're doing with the throttle and or the brakes. And if you look at your body position, when you are accelerating properly and when you are getting on the brakes, you probably shouldn't have your knees anywhere near the gas tank. <laughs> so those grips, um, don't necessarily, that, that gripping doesn't necessarily work. You might want to look at where the, the, in, in my world, where your ankle is and where the top part of your boot, actually boot, boot here, where, Ooh. where this part of the boot is and where, what's gripping here. And so a lot of times I found that, that, you know, you see that I hang on with my ankles. Yeah. Notice that yeah. <laughs> my pants are always looking brand new, but uh, you know, maybe looking at grip taping your, uh, your, your, the thing you're hanging on with uh, might um, see what it is. So, uh, but, and then, and then, and then look, if you start looking at like um, racers, guys that are really good, look where they're putting their grip tape. It's on the frame rails and it's kind of, it's on the bottom of the seat, the bottom edge of the seat. There's usually some grip stuff there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it's time for like a commercial break. Do you do you know how to do this, Logan? The last time I did it, I did it too fast. Or did we it. were like still talking. Well, I never shut up. What? I never shut up. No, I went, oh, I wonder if this will work and just tapped it. And yeah. So you've been you've been prepped on this? Briefed, Matt, shaking your head yes or no? Good. Cletus, you're doing pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Working, you're working on your, your sticks here. You ready for rooster ender when we come back? Yep. Okay. So we're going to take a break. I'm going to try to get Brett on the phone and, uh, we will, uh, go from there. So we'll see you in a little bit. If you've ever seen any one of my bikes, they all have flex handlebars on them. What are those, Jimmy? Well, fast company that's www.fastco.com makes the flex handlebar and it's essentially suspension built into your handlebars. They make Bad forks good. They absorb impacts like you wouldn't believe, and they're really tough. And I've been running them for over 20 years, and I don't think I've ever bent a set. And if I have, I forgot about it. It was a long time ago. So these are American-made products, and until you run them, you won't realize how good they are. The reason this works is the flex handlebar is stiff laterally through the steering path, but allows it to be forgiving from the load path without sacrificing control or input. This means it basically dampens the forces that you don't want and it doesn't affect the forces you do want. So it steers properly and takes the pain out of your wrists. So if you're looking for good feel in your handlebars without suffering from catastrophic impacts or complaining that your forks are too harsh, the Flex handlebar is the solution. They make other products like the spoke torque wrench, impact pegs, really trick brake clevis and brake spring kits, and clicker adjusters. 
So if you're looking to get some of this stuff, check out www.fastco.com. That's spelled F-A-S-S-T-C-O.com. Remember, two S's in fast. What's up, Moto Buddies? Mike here from Taco Moto Co. What is the Taco Touch? It's the best service in the industry. Virtually 24-7 tech support via email or text. And it's like having a dirt bike doctor on call every day of the year, helping you fix your bike or recommend parts or setups for you. If you've ever received an order from us, you know that the Taco Touch extends to our fulfillment and our orders come with the coolest stickers that you've ever had, uh, buying parts from anybody before and a handful of root beer barrel candies. Um, all of our Taco Moto Co. branded components come with a no questions asked lifetime warranty. And we'll even extend out the warranty of other manufacturers, OEM and after aftermarket parts where we can sometimes for life we test and tune endlessly and exhaustively and obsessively we're trying to destroy everything that we can before you get your hands on it to look for weaknesses and to improve it or to make recommendations to the manufacturer and if it's something that doesn't uh, meet grade then we don't offer it on the store everything that we carry is something that we have personally used tested and ridden and raced and nose meets uh, the high taco touch demanding standard go out and get some adventure and we're back and i got my headphones on i was getting ready to chit chat we have on the phone brett smith of we went um since dirt bike test didn't get invited to the ride the new 23 ktms um we stole brett's story <laughs> I think. Yes, that was a steal. It was a it was a steal based on, especially based on the price I paid him for it. But I I had to remind him that a couple of years ago I did send him as our um, journalist, uh, our cub reporter to ride the KTM one twenty five XC uh, at a GNCC, which where he got massive arm pump and had a great time. And didn't you break a finger? This is or something? true. Did you break? I, a, I broke my thumb. Broke, I broke my thumb. Broke yep. your thumb. And, but I finished the race. And you must have done such a good job with that that they now think that you're better than us and you get invited to these things. Even with the broken thumb. Well, he doesn't have a broken Even thumb anymore. Even with a broken thumb. <laughs> Someday, Jimmy, you can say I'm the one who got his uh, kickstart in becoming a test rider. Because I got invited to a Yamaha. I got invited to the Yamaha test, remember? Yeah. You were there too. I was there too. Anything with a 125, I now get invited to. Well, you're known as a 125 guy, which is uh, which is really good. Um, and and let's kickstart this segment off by talking about you were and we're gonna we're gonna put your story up tomorrow morning on Dirt Bike Test. As long as Trevor, he's the one that does all the photos and stuff, he'll get the photos pulled down. I I made fun of some other journalists, and then we corrected that because you know you don't want to you don't want to have to endure the wrath that I would more than willing willingly take. Uh, but you were a little disturbed because you rode a KTM 125 without a kickstart lever. Yeah. Remember the XC that you sent me to ride that had a, that had a kickstarter and an electric. Starter. I remember sitting and, and an electric starter. So that was my very first time riding a two stroke bike with an electric start. Maybe I hadn't even ridden any of the modern four strokes with an electric start. So I didn't have much experience with that. So I still pulled the kickstarter out and started it that way probably 
through the first day when we went out and did the press photos and all that with, with Ziegler and, and Shan Moore, I just kept kickstarting it because that's what felt natural to me. <laughs> but when I got out into the woods and, you know, my, my, uh, my skills ran out and I'm stalling <laughs> at the Ironman, I just, you know, pushed the button. That oh, became easier. Yeah, you learned. Uh, see, I, I never, ever, I do not want to ever kickstart another motorcycle in my life. This is, this is, I bought a Yamaha TTR 50 as, as opposed to the Honda uh, XR 50 because it had an electric starter on it. This is how, this is how yeah. far I've gone down. Like I just don't want, I've kickstarted way too many motorcycles. So I, I, you know, in your, you know, you, you, you mentioned missing the kickstart lever and I say good riddance. <laughs> but when I got on, when I got on the 125 SX at Redbud, I immediately went to reach for the Kickstarter because I've literally never ridden the 125 without a Kickstarter, and it wasn't there at all. They didn't even put it on. <laughs> so I learned that the, the the electric start button is something that you need to adjust, just like you do your levers and bars, because it was, it, you know, it was like, or maybe I just need to figure out how to stretch my thumb better because that's not a natural. <laughs> reaction for me when, when so what when, i kept i kept stalling i kept stalling the four strokes and i kept having to reach and i kept missing the start button because it's just not i don't know is that something that comes natural when you get used to it oh yeah i when i hop on the yz125 we have here every time i stop i i push the magic start button that's not there i literally <laughs> I, my thumb goes it just like and then i go oh god i have to reach down and kick this thing and it, it starts like in a half a kick so um, so we had a question earlier. Um, one of the uh, one of our viewers was looking for a, a woods bike for his daughter, and and he was worried about a two fifty F being a little bit too heavy, which we kind of thought. And then and then it was, you know, this show is sponsored by Yamaha, by the way. So you know, everything we say, we just say the Yamaha is the best, no matter what. Uh, but he also said, "Hey, what about electric start?" And I'm like, "The KTM one twenty fives, you know, and the one fifties have electric start. That's." That's the that's one of the kind of the cool features and and I, I think that's a huge selling point. But you kind of like the Yamaha. I, I I took those by the way out in your test. I took that little comparison out and I put that if you want to see how you really what you really felt and then go to we went fast. So it's like a you know a little nugget. But go ahead and tell our viewers now. You you kind of did a little comparison. What did you think? Yeah, if, well, we went and tested the 22 Yamahas, and I said, I think I said in the article, at that point in November of 2021, if you were to ask me, should I go buy a 2022 KTM or a 22 Yamaha, I'd say save the thousand bucks, buy the Yamaha. It's a great bike, fun. Yep. The KTM didn't have the uh, fuel injection. It didn't have the electric start. It did. It wasn't completely redesigned. Yamaha was now we're in a position where the KTM has fuel injection, electric start. It's been completely redesigned. It's I think $1,100 more than the KTM. So you got to ask yourself, how badly do I need a new iPhone? That's, <laughs> that's kind of how I would look at it. Eventually you're going to go buy that new iPhone, right? Like eventually your iPhone eight is going to die and you're going to have to go buy it. You're going to have to make, have a decision to make sometimes you just want the latest and greatest technology, right? Yep. If you were to ask me now, I'd probably go with the KTM looking at this guy's daughter. How tall is she riding in the woods? Five, four, one twenty. Yep. Five, four, one twenty. You're going to get into that position where you're going to be like, 
damn it. I wish I didn't have to reach over and find that Kickstarter kick lever right now. I wish I could just hit the button. You know, that happens to all of us in the woods. I'm five ten, and it happens to me when I ride in the woods. So, you know, being, being five, four, five, 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 six, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want yeah. that. I I think you know it really comes electric start. And and then and then I I don't know how much you you remember exactly like what the Yamaha felt like. And if she was to get one, I would say, hey, get the YZ125X, which is actually the older platform, which actually. And, and for sure in the X form, it actually makes a little bit more torque and is a little bit easier to ride. But it's kind of like, you know, once you start getting better on the 125, you're not really riding it where that torque really matters. But then, you know, it's like it's for me, it'd be like, OK, eleven hundred bucks. That's for me, that's worth it for the electric starting. The, the, and then and then what I know about uh, fuel injection, and I've ridden some of the some of the, the 150s that were fuel injected, like that's game changing in, in how low of RPM with big throttle openings you can do. Like the bikes just don't bog nearly as bad as older 125s did. And and, and, and even as good as the jetting on the Yamaha was, I don't know. How did you feel that the, the power was on the, on the KTM? I don't think I, 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 the KTM, it was insane power. I mean, it was ripping me off the back and that thing <laughs> has mapping too. Okay. I'm not skilled enough to understand what that even means. And I just stayed in map one and it was more power than I needed. And we were riding at Redbud. It was, it was some deep sand out there. So I couldn't imagine what map two was like, which was all the beans you could possibly want. I stayed on map one on all the bikes. I really yeah. Just, I, I just, I didn't see the point in, you know, you know, ludicrous speed. Yeah. Well, usually, usually, usually that, yeah, lap map one and two and stuff, it doesn't really change the quote amount of power. It just kind of shifts it around. It delivers it a little bit different. And I, and KTM okay. has kind of gone to the way where map one is normal and map two is a little bit more aggressive, which, which sometimes means that it just, they build a little bit more hit, you know, in, in, into it. And, and, you know, maybe they could get it to run, you know, a little bit, get, make it, I don't, I would really doubt that map two makes quote more power. Um, it might make more power in a certain area, but peak power, I think they're all, uh, they're all pretty, all pretty good. Um, but going back to that KTM XC, the 125, I, I think your viewer's question was also like thinking about getting his daughter a 250F. I was really impressed with the way the 125 off-road bikes handle in the woods. I was I was concerned riding at the Ironman that a 125 was going to be enough because I was scared of the hills. I had no problem climbing anything. Yeah. And I haven't ridden the 125 YZ, the X model, in the woods, but I actually did a Jason Rains ride day at a motocross track last summer, and, and I, I rode the X on the motocross track and had an absolute blast. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, we took we took RX out to the Sandy Valley Motocross Track out here and had had, had a great time riding. And it was just a little un, undersprung, you know, but all 125s are for me. But that's uh, that's pretty that's pretty pretty good. Um, and then you, how how were the four strokes? They wore me out. <laughs> so as I said in the article, 125 guy four stroke first. <laughs> I rode the four stroke first just because. Um, Someone else jumped on the 125, but I also wanted to warm up. And again, we were limited to five laps because there was, you know, quite a few of us there and they only had one of each two strokes. So I said, I'm going to ride the four stroke first. I had fun, but it didn't like put that smile on my face, like riding a, a two stroke does. Yeah. And so I was like a little underwhelmed. I was riding 
I can't complain, right? I'm riding right. at Redbud, yeah. fresh track. I mean, it was like riding on water. It was I, amazing. I wasn't. I wasn't there. No, you weren't there, Jimmy. I wasn't I there. You. Yeah. So I did two five lappers on the new <laughs> 250 SXF, right? Yep. And then I sit for a while, let my arms cool down, saw the 125 sitting over there alone, jump on it, grinning ear to ear. You know, I thought my face was going to break. <laughs> just charging into corners hard on the on the brakes, just loving life, just fishtailing everywhere. I'm a disaster. I do my five laps. I get off the track. I'm pumped up again. I have lunch. I get Tom Moen asked me to ride the XCF after lunch. He's like, could you please ride the XCF? You know, because no one's riding these. Yeah. <laughs> it was all motocross guys there. I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I did. And I was tired at that point. Like, like I'm kind of fighting the bike, but uh, the track's getting rough. But I was also like, this is just easy to ride. I can be lazy. I, I tried to ride the 125 again, and I was just struggling to enjoy it because I was so tired. Yeah. And, like, and, I couldn't ride it the way it wanted to be ridden. And so, it then, therefore, it was no longer really enjoyable. Like, I enjoyed the actual act of being on a 125 again, but it was just kind of a mess for me because I could, I could barely hang on. But, that, but then I got back on that, a four-stroke. Uh, hold, hold on. I just didn't have to work. Hold on. That that that. 250 XC, um, it was XC or XCF? XC, correct? XCF, yes. They didn't oh. have any XCs there. Oh, they Sorry. didn't have the XCs there. So it was XCF. No. Okay, got it, got it. But they're not that bad on the motocross track. They, you, you. I, I think most people will be surprised. And in fact, when you start talking to you know guys that are not like you know intermediate level motocrossers, th- those bikes actually perform quite well on motocross tracks. I loved it. I liked it better. The suspension wasn't as harsh. I came up, the tabletops out at Redbud are really steep and a few of them are long. No. And I tried to do one on the. Talk about Loraco's Leap. Yeah, I know you hucked Loraco's Leap like James Stewart. No. No? No. I, I was having trouble doubling it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did. I did double it. Yeah. But I came up short on a couple of tabletops and it was just, I didn't get bounced or cocked sideways or anything like that. I didn't get pitched, but I landed flat coming up short on a tabletop and it was just a horrendously harsh landing. But with the XCF, it wasn't, it wasn't quite as harsh. And I couldn't tell that I was on a, a bike with a gas tank. That's what half gallon more fuel it was the same profile. In mm. fact, if you look at the photos, the only way you can tell I'm on an XCF is the handguards. That's it. It felt exactly like yeah, the, the KTM does such a good job with the tanks on those bikes. They're, they're the same width. They're, 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 they feel like they're the same width. And in fact, I, I know a lot of guys that, that like those tanks better because they feel like there's more things to grab onto. There's better stuff to hang on to. We just had a question about that earlier. Guy wanted to put grip tape all over his gas tank. And I said, that's not where you're supposed to be hanging on. <laughs> so, um, anyways, well, hey, thanks for uh, letting us use that story. We'll get that thing up. It gives kind of people basically just what you said right there. You, you know, you're, you're, you're not, your, your forte is to tell a really good story that you've done a lot of research on not to go out and rip laps around, you know, motocross tracks and off-road race courses and stuff. But, uh, yeah, good, um, good times. What, so what's new on, uh, we went fast besides that horrible KTM impression that we didn't get to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm in the middle of a couple of stories that I haven't been able to finish. But one thing I need to do is get the Danny Hamill uh, story voiceover into a podcast. I haven't, I have yet to do that. Um, that story is available to read at wewentfast.com. And I think it's also, it's available at dirt bike test. Yeah, also, it was right? in, it was in that, it was the one, it was in the one and done digital issue. Although there is, there's some, there's some talk about reviving the, the digital issue again. It, it keeps coming back. When, nice. You never, you never know what goes on around here. It's, it's sure not by my effort. That's for sure. I just sit down and <laughs> talk about how fast it used to be, complain about not being able to go to intros, you know, <laughs> and then I take off and go riding. <laughs> so it's a life. It's a, so, <laughs> I'm going to make the Danny Hamill story into a podcast because I've yet to do that. So that'll be available on my podcast channel. Search We Went Fast in your preferred player. And the story about the boys who were killed at Ponca City uh, 40 years ago this summer. Oh. That's going to be available wow. in print and and as a podcast uh, this it was, July. What was it? It was Rick Hemme. Oh uh, it, it was John Hemme. John Hemme. No, 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 no. Sorry. You're right. John Hemmings, his brother. John is still alive. Yeah. Sorry to kill you, John. Yeah. Um, his younger brother, Rick, his best friend, Bruce Bunch, Bruce Bunch. and, um, and Kyle Fleming. Who Kyle was Fleming. Yeah. Rick. So I raced Rick with and, those guys. Um, they were, they were faster. Oh, did you? Yeah. They were faster than me. They were all, they were all like a class above except Kyle, I think was still on the sixties. And, uh, and, but I remember when that, that was the year, that was the year before I went to Ponca city, I was going to go to Ponca city, uh, that year. And then I don't think we could make all the qualifiers or something. Cause Ponca city at the time was the, was the big race. It was really before Loretta's mm-hmm. had sort yeah. of taken off. And, uh, so 82 I, was the first year of Loretta's. Wow. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, I remember I kind of, I kind of, you know, I'd seen them, they, they used to be out at Indian dunes and Saddleback and different places, but those, they were all really fast kids. Yeah. I, I, that'll be an interesting story to read. How old were you in, in 82? Uh, 13, 14, somewhere around there. All right. So you'd have been, you'd have been Kyle's age. Yeah. Cause Rick and Bruce were both 16. Yeah. So they were 80 experts, correct? Yeah, I don't think all three of them were in the same class, but yeah, they were all R and D Suzuki, yep. which was the, the coveted ride back right. then, right? Yeah, yep, yeah. That was that was like factory ride. It was, it was, yeah. There was, yeah, there was, there was that, and you know, the Team Green was just starting to pick up and come around at the time, and uh, and then you know, you had, I I think it was just before Mouse McCoy started riding the Hondas. Yeah, I, 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 that was like I said, that was my, <laughs> that was my childhood back in the back in those days. So yeah, awesome story. So it's crazy, yeah, yeah. cool to you know. I, I'm like I said, I'm I, and hey, if 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 our viewers, if if you're a James Stewart fan, you've got to read the the and you, you voiced it right, the James Stewart story. Yeah, that's in that's in the podcast feed. I think it's episode number twelve, maybe. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome one, and uh, there's some there's some cool stuff there James, if you're into some James history. Stewart, James Stewart versus Larocco's Leap, I think it's called. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and 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 I I remember hearing those stories like you know in the, in the the stories that you the the stories that you got about that I'd heard before from some of the some of the players and that you know when they talk when they you know start telling James Stewart stories so it was pretty pretty cool but um 
Well, awesome to have you on. You, you want to stick around for Rooster Endo, BJ? You, you can, can you yeah, see? Yeah, I, I want to see what this is. Okay. So yep, I have you up on my screen. Right. Rooster Endo. This is, uh, this is the segment. You see this board down below us that you can't really see because the camera angle is not perfect, but there's this board and basically there's two sides to it. There's the roost side. That means your bike is good. And there's the endo side. That means that we're not feeling your bike. And so what you do is you, uh, you email us a picture of your bike, hopefully a decent picture, because I get kind of funky about the picture sometimes. And then, uh, and then we talk about the modifications that you've made, and uh, and then you can chime in uh, as you as you will. So we're going to start off with what's our first contestant's name? Alexandra Gray. Alexandra Gray. And so, and Logan, you just did awesome. That bike was upside down. Bike and the wrong one. So awesome. It is a wrong no. So it was the right oh, one. Yeah, I think it was the right one. Yeah, it was the right one. It was just upside down. Uh oh, here we go. Technical difficulties. Put it up there upside down. That's awesome. Just put it up there. No, we're going to fix it first. <laughs> Start telling us what's I'm on this bike. I'm holding my computer upside down right now. Yeah, <laughs> They're going to try to fix it for you. Uh, that's not the one. Go ahead. Uh, that's not the one? No, that is Mike's. Yeah, Mike's bike. Mike Pearson's bike. What? Nope. No, Sorry. it's the right one. Start oh. reading the modifications okay. off. Alexander Gray. It's an EXC 200, 2015. It's got packs. Carca packs. What's that? It's Carapax? Carapax. It's kind of like, um, where's that place? Uh, Washugal? Wow. Where's the... Washuga. Oh, good Lord. Washuga? Washuga? <laughs> we have a mispronunciations problem on this show. It's okay. got a pipe slash... Why is the swing arm orange? Well, they, they make these protectors. He'll probably get to that. Yeah. Polysport E-Blaze Headlight, Tubeless, KTM Power Sport Seat, Climb Tug Strug, Tug Strap in the front. Climb Tug Strap? Yep. I don't know. Kyra Handguards? Did I butcher that? Cycra. Cycra? Cycra. Tusk Back Brake, Acerbix. A Cherbis. A Cerbix. I, <laughs> I even practiced that. Cervix. A Cervix. <laughs> I have a shirt. I have a. I have a shirt. I have a shirt from them that has a chair. Yeah, and some bees. That's I how you remember that. it. I even practice that too. A, okay. a cervic. A cervic means sharp and forthright. <laughs> it's got a <laughs> WP suspension, two-inch lowering kit, and that's about it. What, does it say what that skid plate is? It is not the, the skid plate slash pipe protector slash. Oh, that's the, that's the bash plate. It's car, the car, car, a packs, car, car packs, car packs. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Do you think you need one of these? Yes. For when you go through bushes and hit rocks? Well, I would say that was more, uh, the goggles fall. I'm still blaming it on the goggles. The goggles. Yeah. They need to come out with like lenses <laughs> that you can see through. Oh, bushes. they can see through bushes to see yeah. if there's a rock in there. Yeah. Right. Um, it's foggy where this guy's riding. What do you think that is? I, I don't know. It's, I was going to go Pacific Northwest, but then it's got, did, are there any dents on any of his, on, on, can we see if there's dents on the, on the, on the, <laughs> Mattoon, I'm reading the comments section. Skid that looks skid like plate looks like it could be a nuclear Cold war. <laughs> um, it could, it could be. I'm, you know, the very first time I started seeing skid plates with this is down in South Africa. And, and I'm like, why do you have skid plates? Then they're like, they're like, dude, you know how hard it is to get an exhaust pipe down here? 
like when they would smash their pipe, oh, they could, yeah. so, That's but smart. they could weld aluminum and they would make these things like, like this. Uh, I want to say that Alexa Alexandria, yep. Alexandria, Alexandria, she's, I wonder how tall she is. Is it she, or am I, I being judgmental I, again? I couldn't tell you. Um, cause it's lowered seat and lowered suspension. I'm, I'm liking the well, That's a thin yeah. profile seat. Yeah, I'm liking the well-thought-out modifications for a small person and a lot of protection for someone that tips it over a lot. I mean, we have protected everything on this motorcycle that I can think. Has it got need. bark busters? Uh, that's the one thing. It doesn't look like there's wraparound. You can, They're wraparound. They are wraparound? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, I see. I yeah. see oh, yeah, Psycro. Yeah, they're Psycro wraparounds. Yeah, so they've, they've protected everything. This is a this is a well-thought-out package. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a 200, right? Yeah, two yeah. hundreds are great bikes. So we're gonna give it. A, we're gonna put it over in the roost roost zone. Oh, remember, and here's what we do. This this uh, segment is brought to you by TacoMoto.co. And if we if we decide we well we decide we, it doesn't matter where your bike rooster is. We decide to give somebody a hundred dollar gift certificate from TacoMoto, which is uh which is really good. So what's our what's our next? Uh, it's uh C Sut C Sut. Is that a real name? Um, I guess so. He looks yeah, like he's I, I didn't. I didn't get to give my assessment of oh. Alexandria. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. It reminds me of. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a roost. I don't like really crapping on other people's bikes, but oh. it reminds oh. me of. Oh, you're going to be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but no, remember skateboarding in the '80s, Jimmy, when we wrapped our board in all the plastic protectors you possibly could. The tail protector, oh, yeah. the nose protector, and the bones rails. The, the rails on the, That's on the trucks? Me. Yeah. And then and the your slides skateboard the weighs like six pounds more than it should. Hey, when That's kind of what that bike reminds me <laughs> of. But, you know, parts are expensive. When you did that, when you put all those, those, those little rubber parts and stuff, plastic parts on your skateboard, did you wear pads? Uh, I, I, I don't think so. Oh, like you protected the board. And then it could fly up and hit you in the head and you'd, you'd be like a vegetable. So, exactly. <laughs> okay. What's our, Takes a lot of sense, right? our next C, C slut. Yep. It's a 22 KTM 500 XCFW. It's got tons of taco sauce protection parts, moose, cheaters, recluse. It's got a renamed, renamed the tank TM2. T it's like this photo is kind of a tent. It looks it looks like he didn't even bother to come outside of his tent or move his water jug out of the way or his cooler out of the way to take a picture of his bike. Do you think he has a we have a, we have kind of a pet peeve about um, certain parts around here. One of them is the front disc protector, the big giant aluminum ones you bolt on to the bottom of your forks. I think he's trying to hide that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I th you would not believe the effort people go through to hide their front disc protector on this show. And I think he's. He's done that. The spike, other than that, looks pretty stock. It looks yeah. like just another 22 without the... It doesn't the, look crashed at all. doesn't look crashed, which I don't like crashing, but I know you, you, we can argue about crashing, me and you. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I, give it, I give it a roost. Oh, you give it a roost? Just because it's... Oh, yeah. Because you're, you're, you're nice and you're not going to be judgmental. I'm this one. Endos. Well, he didn't do any, I, I, don't, I can't see what he did to it though. He took a horrible Why are you giving it an endo? He took a horrible, he's got a post sticking out of his seat. He didn't even, it's like, <laughs> it's like this guy, this guy, this guy was watching the show like two weeks ago, Tuesday. 
and and he was in his tent out riding which i wish i was too but and he said oh he rolled out of his tent took a picture of his bike and emailed it to us and that's how we got this photo there's not not enough effort because if you're out camping you're probably in a really bitchin beautiful place and you could get up early and go get that morning light and shoot a nice photo <laughs> And then, that's nope, true. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. This so, is not a good photo. This is not a good photo. Not a good photo. So it's going down on the endo side of the spectrum right there. That's how we work here. All right. The next, the next one's from Isaac Bailey. Isaac Bailey. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Here we go. This is a 2022 KTM 500 EXC and EXCF in Alaska. Pick was when two months ago when new. She's got a Pro Moto end cap. PCV, BRP, RDS with Scott sub mount damper. Oh, this is the word again. Syra. Sycra. Sycra Pro Bends. Filter gaskets with filter skins. Tusk luggage rack. Flow foot pegs and a cherry bee skid plate. A cherry bees. Oh, I thought I had a it. A cherry bee. A cherry bee skid plate. I even got excited. You were close. You, it was better than Acerbis. <laughs> um. Did so, this thing just come out the showroom floor? Yes, it has the stock tires on it. And he didn't talk about him replacing the tires. He's up in Alaska. There's ice on the ground. You're going to slide out and eat shit. Yeah, no. That this, there's no shiny. studs that, or nothing. That thing, is, that thing is showroom. That's what we like to call it, showroom. Yeah, really nice. Uh, he's he, he, did, he is working his way up the modification scale um, and, and getting the bike where he wants to go. I can tell just by the list because he's listed some things that are on there. But... Here we go again. This is a big butt. Your bike is tied down in a truck with a kickstand down, <laughs> which I'm, I'm not a big fan of that particular maneuver. <laughs> and it's because something's going to go wrong. And uh, I don't like those cheesy ass ratchet straps you got going on there. Uh, the ratchet straps aren't even closed. That yeah. thing's going to go fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, you're loading. <laughs> I don't know if you were so amped to get your bike onto Facebook that you 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 couldn't bother to tie it down properly or take a picture of it someplace nice where it looks like it's going to be ridden it's in the back of a truck he's got a cool rack in the back though the the tusk rack on the yeah. back yeah if you're going to buy that go to uh, rocky mountain atvmc click through the banner on dirt bike test and uh, you will help us out ever so slightly but it all matters because logan's growing needs to need to keep logan in food right logan yep Yep, that's about as much as he's going to say. Uh, Endo, what do you think, BJ? Uh, roost. The bike's <laughs> brand new. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for the guy. You feel bad like, for the guy? guy. Rip on that. I mean, if, if, if the bike survived the ride home, he, the guy's going to have a t uh, ton of fun. Yeah, he's doing. He's doing. He's got a really good bike. He's, he's but you got to take a nice picture of it. Like, take a picture of it out roosting. <laughs> you know, out in the out in. I can't wait to send you a this, shitty photo of my my bike. This is like this building. is like a cage. This is like a caged animal. I, I look like I'm looking at. I'm, it's like I'm at the the zoo in Niamey, Niger, which I've been to, by the way. And <laughs> and they had a small cage that was about this. It was about eight by twelve, and they had a giant panther in it that was just pacing around psychotically because it needed to get out and roam. That's yeah. what I see in this motorcycle. This bike needs to roam. <laughs> Endo. What do you think, Coop? Well, we slammed him pretty hard, so I'm going to say roost. Oh, you're going to go roost too? Well, toot, to go yeah. ahead. Put it up there. I, I, I'm i not the boss of this What do you think, Logan? Thing. Yeah, what do you think, Logan? 
Um, should have wrote it a couple times and got it a little dirty before sending in a picture. I think you should have made a little more effort on the picture. So what does that mean? Endo? Yeah. Oh, it's back. It's tie. need a tiebreaker. tiebreaker. He's not saying anything. His head's going any, side any, to side. Any bike that's any dirt bike, oh. Alaska roost. Oh, it goes back that up to That doesn't count. Matt's, a, Matt's, uh, Matt's an Alaskan, yeah. So he, he, those, he, those he, even, he even posted right it up, up in the chat. It's not, not, not a good time. Yeah, you ever heard of mud bogs and peat moss? It's <laughs> yeah. the whole state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, next, next, next question. Next one. Next one's from Mike Pearson. Mike Pearson. It's a 2016 500 EXC. Now look at that! Look at that photo. Flowing Do you guys only water. get KTM's? No, we get everything. We get like look, look at the board. We have a there's a three wheeler. We have the three wheeler on there. There's a there, you know you know you know what the the measuring stick is for all these, Brett? I bet you don't know. This is how much you don't know. I have. What bike would be the best bike known to man? Like you know, I'm going to just say is I'll just give you one word: power. CR five hundred. Uh, 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 no, not CR 500. No, now if, are you familiar with the, uh, go ahead and clip it there. It's on the, it's on the extender. It's, uh, there we go. I see it. Now. It, it's, it's, it's on the extender here and it's so g- give that to me. This is the bike here. I'm going to hold it up to, to the, to the camera. You, you gotta, un, you gotta unblock the, you gotta take the, you gotta unhide the photo for a second. Cause you gotta see what this is. This is the majestic, um, Husaberg 570. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it was made by the KTM group, but with a lot of influence from the guys at, uh, from Sweden, that four stroke force of Husaberg. Oh yeah. 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 The funky motor that was like kind of inclined and, uh, this bike, if, if you've ever ridden one, I actually was explaining to people like why there are hoop DDs in the desert. And it's, it's from this particular bike. And, uh, Cause it, it actually warps the earth. It, it like, you know, like the carpet when you, when you kind of push the carpet up and it makes those bumps, that's what a Husaberg mm-hmm. 570 does to the ground. And that's why it's uh that's mine, by the way, I have, I have three of these now. Um, it's way up there on the edge of the, it, 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 it kind of goes beyond the edge of the board. That's how good it is. So, so uh, back to, Oh, we got to get back to whose bike was this again? Mike Pearson, Mike Pearson. It's a 2016 500 EXC. It's got a JD tuner, FMF exhaust. Oh God. Uh, cost tail titty, sick, sick ass, sick, sick ass. ass, tail titty, tail, tidy tail. Oh, he called it a tail titty. Yeah. A tail titty. <laughs> That's a new one. A chair of bees, 3.1 gallon tank right feel other odds and ends have some other goodies that i haven't got on yet um that's all he has a double take discard discard but it's not the. but it's only the plastic one i'm okay with that it's when they put those big giant sledgehammer like um bolt-on aluminum ones that are three times stuff like that yeah (laughs) it's all the extra stuff that's a lot like my six days except um what is 22 16 16 2016 16 because mine's a 20 my my 60s is a 20 or something what what country is this italy right yeah matt says it looks a lot nicer than the 520 i mean the 570 what no it did there's no comparison easier to work on than the oh you're right about that logan (laughs) you're absolutely like you do not work on who works just ride them and don't ever have to work on it 
Uh, that doesn't come into my consideration on Rooster Endo. But the photos do. I like where this thing's out. It's ready to roam. He's got some goodies all over it. That looks like a nice bike. This one roosts. I'm going roost on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go roost too. Roost too? I'll roost it. Roost I don't it. like okay. mirrors, but I'll roost it. Oh, you don't like mirrors? No, I mean, it's just, I, I'm a, yeah. I'm a cafe racer type, right? I, I don't want extra crap. The, on the mirrors, bike, the mirrors that he has on that, those are double take mirrors. And the interesting thing about him, by, by the way, if you want a, a discount code from double take, uh, email me, I'll hook you up. Uh, the double take mirrors, you actually just, they, they're on a, a ball mount and you just unscrew them and they just fold down and tuck right out of the way. So when you get into the oh, trees, nice. yeah, that, that, that is a, that is a good feature with those double take mirrors. Um, uh, oh, you saved this one for last, didn't you? Yeah, this one's who, who are we looking at? You guys got to bear with me on this one. This is uh Joshua Adam Sander. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't even start off what kind of bike it is. He goes straight into what's a gap. The two page list. Yep. So here's what we're going to do. Um, let me read this. Just because right. I can get through it a little bit quicker, I can save you the pain, and you can you can you can look at it. And what we're going to do while I'm reading this thing, and I might just get bored and crumple this up and throw it behind my head, um, is we're going to try to figure out what kind of bike it is. All because right. because right from the get go, Joshua Adam Sandor is we need to know year, make, and model. It's like one of our requirements. He was too excited. He was so excited to make the list of. Actually, you, you start keeping track of how many modifications have been done here. Uh, seat Concepts, Rock Risers, Fastway, Evo, Air, Baja, XL Pro, Full of Turbies, Plastics, Frame Guard, Oversized Tank, Hand Guard, Stator Cover, Plugs, Trap, tri- Skid Plate, Ceramic Clutch Cover, KTM Hard Parts, Rear Brake, Mellow Design, Swing Arm Protector, Rogue Grips, G2, Sick Ass, Midwest Mountain, Cheap Brake Lever Adjuster, Takamoto Co. What did he get from Takamoto Co? He didn't even mention. <laughs> he just wanted to put that down there. Fork wrap turn signals, LED flasher, sick ass this, the custom that, power commander five, taco maps, D smog. He's actually doubling up. He wanted his list to be so long. He's doubling up. He's got vapor recovery, PC racing, Tokyo mod, stator, capacitor, taco, 90 degrees turn, metal quick disconnect, Golan fuel filter, anti grabber, eight cell battery, accessory power taco. What is an accessory power taco? A taco source. <laughs> P3 carbon fiber header carver. Trackmaster 2. Tubeless tubes. Tusk. It just has tusk. Rear bearing seal cover. Foot controls. Oil filter cover. Fork shoes. It really has fork shoes. What are fork shoes? Uh, He's, this guy's making up modifications. <laughs> maybe they're like... I mean, they're definitely guess. like some different... Eight, oh we, yeah, yeah. You can't see his forks; they're like blacked out. Yeah, I think those are. Yeah, like, got covers on them. Yeah. Oh, it could be. Bulletproof designs, radiator guard, chain guide, tap, super sprock sprocket, fourteen by eight stock. Dirt tricks front with dirt tricks dome washer with replacement countershaft seal. Primary drive X ring, giant loop handlebar bag, complete Kreft moto suspension overhaul, revalve control, oversized rear centrifuge XL, premium shock body, micro finish on forks, front and rear, 40 hours, stock with seat concepts and heated to Turby's skid plate. It didn't really have a heated to Turby's. It didn't really have that. I just threw that in there. <laughs> then he fell down the rabbit hole, is what he said. <laughs> I could tell. For sure. <laughs> this was this was this bike is the rabbit hole. But he he has taken a picture in a really nice place. I'm claiming Pennsylvania. 
It's got it's pretty color bike too. Yeah, it looks pretty that could nice. Be, that could be Georgia. Georgia? Georgia. Yeah, yeah. it could be Georgia. Yeah. I'm I'm claiming I'm claiming I'm uh uh it's really Ooh, green. Maybe Pen- yeah, maybe Pennsylvania. There's there's some there's some hills. Nah, mm, yeah, it's I don't pretty know. flat though. Mm. Flat out in the and no, actually, there's there's a lot of hills that are just not like what we're used to. Not these big giant mountains. Uh, Joshua, I don't know what kind of bike you have, but I'm gonna say it's a KTM 500 EXC 2019 with the hundred modifications. It would take. It would take a long time to do all those modifications or you have a really big pile of stock parts for sale. I think a 17350. 17350. Matt, yeah. what did you get for all the did you calculate that? What's that? For all the How many mods there was? Mods. Uh 66 mods. 66 from an automatic ruse. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. Don't yeah, do 69 mods. Don't do that to this show. Automatic nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, there's no way you can't just hate this bike, though. You hate it? No, I said there's no way you can't. Well, I you mean, can't. can't you I can't just, this bike. You're, you're going to just say, you're just going to say roost, right, BJ? Yeah. Um, yeah. So modifying a bike to me is putting a sticker on the rear fender. <laughs> So <laughs> you and me are in the Seriously. same boat. <laughs> I am. Not, I just don't. I mean, even my pickup truck, which is 21 years old, I put a, we went fast sticker in the back window. That's the only modification I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, Oh my goodness. And the colors. Um, I mean, he's out riding, which is more than I can say for myself right now. So it's a roost, but <laughs> I also just, I don't know why people modify I, anything, but there are literal industries built around that. Hey, so, it, you know it, what? It, kudos, kudos to them. Yeah. Somehow I think, uh, in Western West, Weston Rogers says fork shoes, protect the bottom of the forks for rock protection. Actually, I, I think those are good things because I've, I've actually, you know, smashed my forks, the bottoms enough. So where I can't get the, when I disassemble them, I can't get the lug out of the bottom. Uh, Matt says it, um, he doesn't, doesn't like the shade of teal. It clashes. Uh, I, oh my God. Then with the helmet, uh, the blue, the helmet. yeah, there's, there's, there's a whole lot of odd colors going on here. I think, I think it'd be a good looking bike if I were on it. Cause then you'd have to look at it and not me. <laughs> Jimmy, you know what this guy is pining for? What? You remember the KTM mitten pepper days, right? <laughs> I was a factory rider for him at the time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's I, what he's, he's yeah, trying yeah. to, he's, you know, nine early 90s meets uh, uh yeah, whatever year 2020 yeah hey, you know you know what happened to ktm shortly after they did that right oh yeah <laughs> yeah bankrupt yeah, yeah. Bank, bank took <laughs> yeah it that over. was the color of that was the color of not color money yeah um i think uh i think uh i'm gonna give him a roost just for typing all that crap out even though he made st- <laughs> i'm gonna give him a roost for making up modifications you guys can end them <laughs> well bj said roost what do you say I yeah, say roost. Oh, you say roost? He took oh. his time and typed all that out. Yeah, okay. He's gonna get a roost. Okay, now comes the time in the show where we actually pick the uh pick the winner. Didn't we didn't we last time didn't we just give it to the girl just because it was a girl? No. We didn't do that. We did not do that. We did not do that. But we totally did do that. Oh Logan, Logan did that. Logan had a sick bike. Yeah, Logan had a Logan, yeah. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't give it to that last guy because if he had a hundred bucks, there's nothing he could spend it on. 
He's already bought. He's bought. <laughs> he's bought the farm. Uh, so Joshua's out. Joshua's out. Um, Mike Pearson, which was that was the that was the uh, one I think was the best bike, the one I would actually want to take off and go riding on. Um, the six days one, right? Uh, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, I'd give that's it to the guy minutes. whose bike probably fell out of the back of his truck in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> the Alaska Isaac, guy? That was I, Isaac Bailey. <laughs> Okay. So you, you're, you know, I was, I was almost thinking since I was mean to Isaac, uh, about the, about the ramp, you know what? Mm. Mike Pearson had a good photo. Uh, C set was not, not going to get it. There was no effort taken for that. The C set. Uh, and then Alex, Alexandra gray. I think that was the girl. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We can't, yeah. we can't tell anymore. Uh, Isaac, Alaska. It's going, it's the Takamoto money's going to Alaska. You right? even dogged him, yeah. Nice. I think yeah. you put him. Well, I, I did the bike endo because it's in the truck, but you know, that this this way he'll he'll take it. <laughs> um let's see. Hoops is a guy with an afro running around in his underwear on a wood court trying to put a ball in a basket when we ride off-road there called hoops. Okay, oh, hoops. Hoops. Hoops and whoops, hoops. Whoops. I have to add more W to my whoops. Gotcha. Okay. I don't like hoops. That makes sure you do that. Or hoops. Actually, I was no good at that either. So, well, BJ, hey, it was awesome to have you on tonight's Tech Talk. Um, we got guys. We got it. We got it. The next, we got to get, we got to, when we do a 125 comparison, we got to figure out how to get you out here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm do, game. Do do something. Do something. Actually, we should go back to where you're at. We should go ride someplace in the green. Out here is all dry and dusty and Valley of the Dirt people. It's a little little ugly at the moment. But uh, yeah, is it going to be an off road test or moto? Um, it depends on whatever bikes we have. We should do a motocross comparison at some really sick tracks. That'd be Tomahawk uh, in West Virginia is a really nice track. Yeah, nice nice loamy dirt pretty easy jumps yeah nothing too crazy that's great what I, for all that's what i like these days abilities yeah cool well we'll look forward to the next writing uh when you get in trouble for loaning me your story uh, i'll try to bail you out and uh, I'll, I'll just you, you'll just get me kicked out of more intros and you'll get to go to them because it's obviously you know you're obviously doing something right over there <laughs> oh yes i am just i'm such a great test rider i can't even ride all the bikes they had to offer hey i have i have a picture of damon bradshaw um underneath his yz125 from the yz125 intro you know if you need that for any oh, of your really? stories yeah that guy can't slow oh, down amazing. no I, I was standing right there for that crap yeah. obviously you were too that I, was nuts yeah i was gonna get a picture of i was this. actually on my bike still i was i was still riding i was like waiting i had let them go by so I didn't get run over. So I was kind of following. <laughs> yeah. So awesome to talk to you again and uh, we'll uh, see you in the near future. So uh, keep in touch. Thanks. Bye, Matt. Bye, Logan. See you all. Okay. So uh, that um, is BJ Smith from We Went Fast. Hey, he's got a lot of cool stuff for Father's Day, like I said. So if you are listening to this, check out wewentfast.com. You know, whether you're driving, you know, go ahead and just... Uh, yell it at alexa right is that what you do when you drive and then it comes up on your um heads up display in front of your screen oh i'm not sure yeah i don't have I any think of it's that like stuff Siri. yeah you're more worried about your window that fell out of your car today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um a reminder to talk about uh trails getting ruined oh 
Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. Do I want to talk about that? I want to talk about that when we're going to do a product test and you, you Logan has to come on for the product test. You should probably come on. Have you worn the, the, the CD, uh, toe Joe, a toe, a toho. Uh, uh, Logan's got those. Uh, toho boots. Yeah. So Logan will come on for this. But, um, so my, my complaining is because, and I was going to do a little more research on this, but knowing me, I just didn't have time. So, if you're one of those people that goes riding in a riding area that you have not worked on built trails, donated to the to the land use groups that are keeping the thing open, and you go riding in this great, awesome location, and you go on the internets and you tell everybody how awesome it is and you post pictures of it and you say where it is. This is where my pit peeve comes in. If you say where it is and start naming locations and trails, I hate you. I hate you because you're destroying like a lot of hard work for people because there's different types of people out here. There's people in the world. There's people that are producers and there's people that are consumers. There's people that are assets and there's people that are liabilities. And a lot of the people that are just sitting around on social media looking for something to do, they're looking for the best places to ride. And you just named it. These consumers, these liabilities go there and they tear up the trails. They're not responsible. And even if you and and even if you found it from another one of your buddies that probably said, hey, don't post about this or or, you know, you saw it on social media and you went there and now, you you know, you're bringing three of your friends and you're you're going to bring one of those guys. So if you're one of these guys or gals, doesn't matter, that's going out there and, and you, you know, especially in areas that have high traffic and the potential for high traffic and you're, you're bringing people, tell them not to post where it's at. Tell them not to share the track logs of, of, of these trails that, that somebody put a lot of time and effort into, to making and creating. And they know how to not spin a tire. They spent time building water bars. They moved rocks. They've cut brush. They've cut logs. And, and, these dipshits that show up and just go ride them. They're never going to come back. They're never going to work on it. They've never attended a land use meeting. They've never done anything. They just go there post. Oh yeah. Look at me. I'm rad. And I'm, I'm getting pissed because some of the areas that I've been riding in for a long time are now getting popular because it's so easy to share this stuff. And and it's like, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm posting my ride. And you post up a, a, a GPS map of where it goes. And it, it shows you riding. It shows pictures. And it, it shows a main highway you started off of. And you're like, you idiot. If that was really a good trail, it's not going to be a good trail for very long. Because trails don't survive that long when they get high traffic. And so in a lot of the areas that they're close to population centers or even areas that are destination rides. Now, I've seen Colorado completely destroyed a lot of areas in Colorado because of this i've seen areas in idaho that are just completely destroyed and it's happening all over the place because some insta weenie you know wants to post and say hey this is where i'm this is where i ride this is look at look at me i'm so rad i took all i did all these rad trails and some of them were so good i rode them twice I'm like you're an a-hole 
because I've never seen, and I know you, and I know a couple of yous, and I've never seen you out with a chainsaw. I've never seen you with a rock bar. I've never seen you dig a water bar. And I'm pissed because you're the same jackass that spins your tire and tears big ruts. I'm the same jackass that cuts corners. I'm the same one that digs a rut around a, around a switchback. And so I'm mad. I was, I was, I was disappointed, but I did see some responsible guys out. I did run into some guys that were, that were responsible and they, you know, you could tell that they were, they were on some tough trails and they didn't dig them up. And, and this, it's nice to see those guys. And, and when I did encounter them, I said, hi, and, and just was kind of curious how they found out about it because <laughs> if it's a, it's a some dipshit sharing track logs or something like that, I'm gonna be a little pissed. But I, I informed him about say, hey, this is the this this is a local user trail group for this area. You should join them. You can donate. They tell you when there's work weekends. You can come out and do some stuff. You know, um, be part of it and that. But don't go sharing all this crap on social media and stuff like this. And it's it's how it's not just here. I see Tim Morton's in there, and he knows it's happening in other places too. It's 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 all over it's all over the place so um and and yeah so i was i was i was really happy because i was out riding and enjoying it but i'm really sad when i see how destroyed some stuff has gotten because of ding dongs and and the fact that i know some of these guys i can't wait till i see you in person because i would i'm going to tell you what i think and then uh in a in like a bad way and then i'm going to find out where your favorite trail is and I'm going to go tell everybody about it. <laughs> I'm going to destroy something you love. <laughs> so anyways, uh, think about that. Think about your favorite trail. And, and if you're and if you're and if this strikes a nerve and you're mad at me right now, guess what? You're guilty. So that's it. Um, OK. Um, and uh, somebody says those damn tour riders making movies are the worst. I think Brian's slamming me right now. You Simon, Simon, you the tour of Idaho. Yeah, I made a oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what's funny? There are there, there are places where the, their trails need more use. Mm -hmm. There's trails that need maintenance and stuff. And if they don't get used, they don't. Of course, they don't get maintenance. And Brian actually spent a whole summer working on. He was he was working for the Forest Service, cutting cutting trees and trails. And it's good to be in a state where you have an OHV fund that does that. See, because of these ding-dongs that i'm talking about are ohv fund different funds mm -hmm. different states they spend money building fences um, building signs that say no closing off trails rehabilitating and restoring areas that you know are really good trails but all of a sudden since you know back in the old days you couldn't see where they went and you did out of sight out of mind now you can see it and what do they do put a big fence up so yeah that's what that's it off my chest so Logan, what are we going to talk about? A Tojo? A Tojo. So this is the segment where we talk about something that we have been testing. So we have been testing, Logan and I have been testing the CD A Tojo boot. And I actually brought up one of my crossfires just for comparisons to talk about it. So um, this is CD's, uh, yeah, what did they, I just, I just looked at when I was trying to learn how to pronounce it. I looked at their uh, marketing information on it. And they were talking about it being like, uh, what do they say, crafty or clever or something? Oh, smart move, Matt. That's a that's a good that's a good move. Now we can see what we're talking about here. We can get the, the tacosaurus out of the way too. Uh, 
And if you're watching, if you're listening to this on a podcast, we put two motorcycle boots up on the table. Yep. And one is much lighter than the other one. Much. Yeah. So, and, and in boot world, like I, I don't, I don't, I didn't actually weigh it, but it feels like three pounds and I think it's one, one and a half, isn't it? It feels like a lot, lot lighter. So that's what CD decide. They kind of, they, you know, they, they have their crossfire and the crossfire crossfire with the SRS soul is, is kind of their, their flagship boot. And they decided to build a boot that was lighter and a little bit more technologically advanced and they were trying to keep all of the same characteristics that the riders that like the CD boots like. And then, in my opinion, they wanted to make it lighter, a little bit more aggressive. And um, they actually worked on the fit a little bit, too, I think, especially in the toe box. They've widened the toe box. And I, in my experience is they've actually started to wide the, widen the toe box and the crossfires as well a little bit, which, mm-hmm. is, which is good. But the, the Atojo, Atojo, Atojo. Is it Swiss or Italian? It's Italian. It's Italian. A tojo. A tojo. Anyways, it they 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 took this boot and we look at it, they just minimized everything. Yeah, but they didn't seem to lose much in the protection. No. And I'm just going to drop a bomb here. I've been wearing I've been wearing both these a lot. I don't like that boot. Me neither. <laughs> so you're going to say we say this this boot's great, but I know how to a way how I made it where I liked it more way better. Yeah. I got rid of this brace. Okay. It made it where I could get full range of I'm that I'm still, so I'm still a, cr- a crossfire guy and I, yes. and I was really curious about why. So it, it fits a little bit. It fits a little bit different. It feels a little bit different. Like the, like, does it feel a little bit wider to you it, against the side of the motorcycle? What? Like the, like the, like which one? The, the, a Tojo. Does it feel, um, does it, it feels if we're hundred percent sure it feels lighter. Yes. The lighter feeling boot. Way lighter. Um, I think the fit is fine, mm-hmm. but it seems like your foot is a little bit farther out on the foot peg, like farther away from the frame, maybe? I remember that. Have it really Init- initially. Initially. Yeah, initially. Yeah, once you once you get used to it, it doesn't make any difference. No. And and I can just tell by when I when you look at the wear marks where we're looking at the inside of the boot here, where the where the kind of the hinge plate is yes. and stuff. Um I, I wear boots out there. And, and that's, that's how I hang on to the motorcycles there. And I see how much wear is on this boot. And this boot isn't really that old. It's probably got like 30 hours or something on it. And, uh, and I can see how much I'm hanging, how much I'm pushing on there. So where I like to push and I notice it's just on that boot, it's a little bit higher, the spot where I'm Mm -hmm. touching the bike. So that's why I feel like it's a little bit, this one actually tucks in a little bit. There has a different piece on the, on the SRS. And when you look at the thing, it's actually a little bit narrower, kind of like right there where I like to, whatever it is I'm gripping on, whatever motorcycles. Yeah. I noticed it. And so when I, cause I'm always switching back and forth. Cause this to me is more of a motocross boot. Yes. It, it's it. I, and I don't, I don't know why. And, and I was sitting there going, well, is, is it that much less protective? Like a moto light, you know, lighter. And it's really not. It's, and in fact, I think it might be more because you start, especially with the flexion. So when you talk and the CDs are hinged boots, you know, the upper part is hinged, which is, brilliant i think yes. it's one of the best features that they've ever done to boots because you can make it stiff side to side you know like the way your yeah. ankle doesn't want to bend yes. but that allows your ankle to bend and move i prefer a really stiff sole these bikes have the exact same basically exact same sole yeah. or the attachment piece but 
this little strap in the front really limits the amount that it, that, it, that it flexes, especially going backwards. Backwards a lot. Yeah. So like if you're, if you're reaching, you know, your toe for the front brake, you know, you're trying the to rear brake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Front rear brake. That's yeah. right. Sometimes I'm rolling backwards down a hill and I'm in a trouble and that's becomes my front brake. Yes. Yeah. So, so that does limit it. And you, you, you took this off. Yes. Did, did it, did it st still, does it still have hard stops? Do you like, like this boot has a hard stop when this, this hinge in the hinge here, it has like a channel in it. Um, I, and this, I never really felt it. I, I didn't you, really get it to that while riding. Yeah. And I didn't hit it either on this. Yeah. I've, I've, um, like I said, I didn't, I, I didn't realize how much it actually stopped yes. the boot. You know, it does make it. So, you know how they have those foot pegs that have that, 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 that thing, thing on the back. pack so you don't break your, you know, you don't break your Achilles tendon. Uh, you don't know about this, but, you know, some people land off a of jump. I don't know why. Of, they're on their I, toes. Yes. And, and your, your, your boot, you know, your boot flexes and, oh. and, and you, mm -hmm. you know, snap the, snap the Achilles tendon or, you know, you're, you're going around a rut and it, it, it hooks it and, pulls, it, yeah. and, and it pop, pops up. And so I think that the, that the, um, a tojo is is a little bit better there i think there's actually yeah. probably more protection and when i just kind of flex it around and stuff it actually seems like a stiffer boot but when you're wearing it, you would never know this no it, it they've done a really good job of adding a lot of protection and i think the the i think the boot from kind of like your like lower shin down is way stiffer and from here up the older boot yes. is is a little bit is a little bit stiffer but most guys that are wearing knees are probably also wearing knee braces. Yeah. So you know, where the, the knee brace kind of ties into the whole part of the boot being stiff where on this one, and I, I'm not wearing knee braces a whole lot much anymore, but um, anyhow, if you're thinking about those, they're, they're priced a little bit higher. They're I think 50, $60 more than the, than the crossfire is what it comes down to. Um, if you want a lighter boot, and I think this is probably one of the lightest full protection boots that you can get I your hands on. Uh, this is a, a really good boot. In fact, I'm probably going to continue wearing it motocross and see yeah. if I kind of, if it grows on me a little bit more, but I'm not switching from my, um, crossfire, which is my go-to boot yep. all the time for, uh, off-road. So, um, are any of the CD boots waterproof? No, <laughs> not really. And in fact, uh, this, this has a lot, they actually have a lot of venting. There's, there's a, there's a little drain hole right here <laughs> on the side, I think. See on the bottom there? Oh, there's some venting. I didn't I didn't really notice it being any any like any cooler or anything. Seemed kind of the same. Um in the you, you, I I would assume I think it's a little cooler than oh, the so you get a little more airflow in it. Not really yeah. that huge. Um so uh yeah, that's uh, that's that's what we've been testing. That's uh, one of the uh, like I said, higher, nicer, higher end stuff. Um, actually, just got CD just sent me some of their uh, trail. Like I don't know, I think it's called the TA. I don't know exactly what they call it, but it's one of their lower line boots. And I was also a big fan of their old like mid price boot. It was just a really good, solid, long lasting boot. This is the high end one. Um, maybe after I get some time in it, we'll talk about that. But this is a new segment that we're going to be doing. It will be soon brought to you by somebody, hopefully, uh, when they come on. Uh, we need to have it brought to you by a tequila company, right, Matt? Or oh, beer company, whichever you prefer. Which, by the way, hi everyone, back in the back in the producer chair. Yeah, 
he was he was typing away rapidly in the chat room. Is that a good time in the chat room? Chat room uh, is if you are um, active uh, and you can go in the chat room and ask your questions. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we'll be testing more things. If you have something you'd like us to test. If you'd like us to give it a shot and tell you what what we think, uh, always kind of suggest that. You can do it in the comments. You can send us an email. Uh, if it's something we don't have, um, you should tell the company uh, that you should get us to test them. Yeah, so and tell Shurko. Tell Shurko. Yeah, because didn't you say they they, they, they just they just so much that they can't really I, give I, us a bite? I get once or twice a week, I get, hey, what do you think of the new Shurko? And I'm like, I can't mm-hmm. tell you because I haven't ridden one. I think like once every other show. We get asked about because <laughs> yeah, um, lots of lots of things that we like testing. Matt actually, Matt's amped to start testing stuff for us. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking to so kind of. So it's this Cooper over here. there, right? I'm ready. You're ready. He yeah. shakes his head like this. Yeah. He's, he's got. Nope. Says he's not ready. ready. Yep. He's got his team hat on. I can <laughs> spell. <laughs> yeah. How do you pronounce uh-huh. Washugal again? Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Washugala. 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 A cherry bees. A cherry. A Serbies? Yeah. You Detonation. Got Detonation. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all have we all have a word. And he says, but don't but don't worry, he said is the the hit to his head yeah. smarter. Hey, like to see everybody chiming in about the uh the 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 trail idiots um out in the of the world. The social media trail destroyers of the world. So yeah, thanks for yeah, I had it I I was mad uh, this weekend. Feel, I was do you I was, feel better now that you talked about it? If something comes of it, I will, okay. especially if a couple of the ding dongs I know mm. um, stop doing it because it's it's pissing me off. I'm going to delete them. Actually, I should delete them just because I, it makes me mad when I see it. I just go, oh, my God. And I and I have a couple of people come to me and go, why don't you say something to that guy? And I'm like, I will next time I see him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it won't not going to be not going to be pretty. I don't like that. <laughs> so, cool. um, yeah, it's when you've seen, when you've seen trails that you've, that you made, you know, 30 years ago that you put a lot of work in just completely destroyed. I mean, just really like hoops, you know, they just hoops or whoops, whoops. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. You put hoops on my trails. <laughs> yep. And, uh, had so many wheel spinning ding dongs. Yeah, it's like go oh, yeah. go yeah, go do it someplace else. Super prevalent in downhill mountain biking too. Big Tra- problem. Trail sharing. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. There's I you know I, I've if you if you have to work to go. I mean, if you have to go out and explore and spend a lot of time riding crap to find good stuff, then you value the good stuff. But if you can go straight to the good stuff because somebody told you about it, you didn't earn that. And if you don't earn something, if you don't work mm-hmm. to earn something, it doesn't have any value. Yeah, right. And and if you've never worked on a trail, the trail doesn't have any value. And that's just it's just about it's like everything in life. Yeah. You know, if you if you if you work for something and 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 I have worked to 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 work on trails, I've worked to find trails and I've been lucky enough to 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 the group of riders that I ride with that I know that will show me their trails. I don't go back and take 10 guys. In fact, a lot of times when I go back, I go back and offer to do some trail maintenance. And I've done this. And, uh, that's the way, that's the way it should be. So take that for what it is. Spend a day working on a trail and you will think like I do. I promise you, you're, you're not going to think I'm just an a-hole that's on my high horse, which well, I am. I've ridden some of the trails in the area of question and I'd be upset because those were very fun. And you're going to get to go back up there and work on them. 
<laughs> I have no problem with that. You're going to pay, that was, you're going to pay, you're going to pay your entrance fee. Actually, you know, we, 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 yeah, we, we do this stuff everywhere. Yeah. Give me, give me. So, uh, and, you said, and, give me hey, a and there to, you know, thanks to all the guys that are out there doing this stuff and, and, uh, you know who you are as well. Yeah, and all over the all over the country, all the guys that are out there doing work, you know, and and even if you're you know cutting trail to put on races and doing stuff like that, and good good on you. And th- there's people that are doing work. So, uh, anything else on the show tonight? Uh, I think we're pretty much good. Just uh, need to thank the sponsors one more time. I think we're good to go. Okay, um, Logan, you know who the sponsors are? You know which ones they are? Yamaha. Yamaha. Why is he one twenty five? Hey, are you going to take it and race it this weekend? I want to. Okay. What's next? Um, Takamoto. $100 gift certificate to our friend from Alaska. Yeah. What was the name? Maybe you can buy a loading ramp. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. You know, he probably just used the snow. He had the snow. He just backs it into the snowbank. He had the snowbank, so maybe he doesn't need the the (laughs) thing. So Isaac Bailey. Isaac Bailey. Isaac Bailey, you're the winner. Uh, Scott Klein, Trail Tech, Fast Company. He could still see it, by the way. Yeah, I cheated. Oh, what? How did you see it? Because I took my hand away. And you started oh, is that why, lightly dragging. Is, it is away. that why? Is that why you said it so fast? I was gonna. Yep. I was I gonna say something about each one of those things. Scott Sports, you're gonna be using some laminated tear offs. You gonna wear yep. climb gear? I wish I was. Oh, you know, if you would have gotten me your order in, and Sooner, you would yeah. you would have climb gear. But no, you should get one of those new colors, uh, DDC sprockets. You have some yeah. of those. Uh no. I thought you did. No. Well, well, that's if you have a failure, if your chain comes off, that's you know why. Uh, Trail Tech, you have a cooling fan? Probably comes with one. I no, I have one at my house. You need to mount it, but your radiator's bent. (laughs) No, and Fast Company. Your dad's running the flex handlebars. I know this. So uh, okay, well, with that, everybody, um, we have enjoyed your company on the show. Um, share this with a friend. It really helps. Uh, click through our links on uh, Dirt Bike Test. Go to dirtbiketest.com. Check out some of our stuff. Go check out We Went Fast. Uh, BJ will uh, thank us for that. And uh, Click on the link, the Rocky Mountain and Amazon banner yeah, links. Click on the well. links. Yeah, because that that's, that's it puts a little cookie. If you want a cookie, click on the links, and then you get a cookie, and we might get a little dollar or two. So uh, it all helps out in the long run. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. We will. I hope yep. so. Yep. Right? Definitely. And Tech, then, uh, talk, talk, uh, ready for the Logan Tyler race report. Right. We'll get Logan's race report. And uh, you coming back, Cooper? Yep. Yep. Okay. Maybe we'll have to do something fun for that, like flat track. Why don't we do figure eights? Why don't we do figure eight motos Ooh. in the mud before the show? I think we should. Yeah. Because I remember, I, I remember one time. What's that? Then we'll come in with all our gear on. <laughs> we could do that. And just, you just have to run the vacuum the next day because you're going to be muddy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. With that, everybody, we will. Uh, thanks for joining. We'll see you out in the trail. Cheers.